Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It was a second half for the ages. Last night at Viejas Arena, a half score, almost too hard to believe. You had to do a double take. The Aztecs 41, Colorado State 11. And the Aztecs pick off a, a huge victory last night. We're going to get into all of that. Jaden Ledee is scheduled to join the show. We welcome you to it. Gwen and Chris on a Wednesday afternoon. Chris Ello, broadcasting from Reno, Nevada today. Tony Gwynn Jr. and Matt Scraby in the Odyssey Palace Studios in San Diego. Uh, but guys, we're shaken by another story that is really difficult to comprehend as uh, shots rang out in Kansas City today during the celebration parade for the Chiefs, and that this is a very sobering way to start the day, Tony. Yeah, it's um, we're getting to the point where, where we're never going to be able to have nice things. Um, Kansas City, the city of Kansas City, getting an opportunity uh, with, you know, fortunately for them to, to celebrate, what, their second Super Bowl in a row. So they, they've gone through this before, and to go out and, and on a day that should be a joyous, happy, togetherness type feel, instead it turns into a, a complete horror show with with one person losing their life. Sounds like anywhere between ten and fifteen people injured. Um, it, 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 why wouldn't the conversation now, and by no fault of its own, now turn to maybe we shouldn't have these anymore? Um, and that's the really sad part about about all of this. This is. Again, it's supposed to be a, a day of celebration in, in Kansas City. And, you know, at least according to the reports, two people decided um, that wasn't going to be the case. Yeah, you know, the first thing I was going to say, Tony, is these things are becoming so common, you know, that you, you almost feel like you're going to get numb to them. We cannot afford to get numb no. to them. We have to, We have to figure out some way, somehow to turn around our society, to turn around the way we do things in this country. I mean, I, I don't have the statistics in front of me, and I don't want to speak out of turn, but I believe as far as the numbers are concerned, we're pretty much the only country that engages in behavior like this. This is not a human being problem. This, to me, is an American problem, and it, it needs to be settled. It needs to be uh, you know, taken care of, and we can't get numb to it. And I think you bring up an unbelievable point, Tony. It's going to just be to the point where we're just not going to be able to do anything anymore. I mean, you know, I mean, we're already, we're already have to go through, you know, and, and, and I'm going to say happily so. We have to go through, 
you know, detect, you know, a, a search every time we go into a ballpark now, into a, into a theater, into an, an airport, of course, but a bank, anywhere. I mean, you know, how much longer before all our liberty? We're basically going to take all of our liberties away from ourselves. Yeah, yeah, it, it's so. it's ex- an extremely um, sad situation. Uh, it, it sounds like you know many different people are going to different hospitals, which is why they don't have exact you know information in terms of how many people are injured how many people may have lost their life because you know in kansas city apparently there's a bunch of different hospitals so this everybody's kind of spread out going to different places but man it's it's just i'm at a loss of words honestly for a situation like this you know Unfortunately, we have all become numb to some of the school shootings, right? They they happen so often. Um, this crazily, you know, what I mean, if if you know, you don't want these situations to happen either way. But you know, it hadn't really happened in a situation where there was a parade, right? It, we, it we've become used to the shootings um, in terms of the schools. Um, it seemed like the one public event we could all celebrate together. Right. Uh, but th- at this point, you'd have to say that's that's going to be that's not going to be the case, at least in the near future. You know, the next the next what parade idea would ha- would come, what, maybe in March Madness or, or possibly the NBA championship. You have to think that now that all of that's going to be in question. It, it, you have to really ask yourself, is it? worth it to have that type of event after today now time will go by we'll we'll all we'll all start to feel a little more comfortable and then maybe right. maybe that changes but right now it's hard to it's it's hard to envision as this starts to come out and as more information starts to kind of pour in that people not necessarily saying i feel like this but people will have every right to feel like it ain't worth it. I mean, you've already got, you know, security at an all-time high just to get into uh, Times Square for New Year's Eve. Uh, I, I know that that's, you know, one place, you know, where, where large, large amounts of people gather in public to kick off the new year. But they've had to put a rope around that and make sure that there's security for that. Uh, I don't know how you do security at a parade, though, Tony, like you're saying. I mean, it's out on the public street. Uh, and, it, you know, in a case like this, it's going to a mile, mile and a half long. This is really a crappy, crappy development. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just, yeah. this just is. I, I don't have, I don't have answers. I think most people don't have answers. We all want to live our lives and go out there and, you know, feel free to enjoy ourselves. But uh, for whatever reason, you know, we... Are making that a lot more difficult on ourselves. Yeah, because that's that's what this comes to. These are other people that are doing the shooting. You know what I'm saying? It's not a people just like not just like us, but people nonetheless. Yeah, that are you know making it to where other people can't go out and enjoy their lives. Yeah, prayers up to the victims and the families that are associated with the victims in this. And and listen, there's going to be some unintended unintended consequences that you and I aren't even thinking about at this present time, whether these parades continue or not. There are going to be some things that we just hadn't thought of that are going to come because of, of this situation. 
um, here today. So, you know, where we could have been playing sound bites and, and, and some of the highlights from today, you know, at least in the early, because this happened at the end of the parade. So, you know, there was a lot of good times had. I mean, I saw at least one video of Travis Kelsey. What was he doing? He took a <laughs> uh, a headless Jason Kelsey body okay. and kind of just hung his head behind it. So it was Jason's body. <laughs> so he was ha- this is this is in the middle of the parade. So he was having th- there was plenty of good times being had. But those almost completely get washed away because of, of how it ended. We're not talking about that particular. I mean, I brought that one up, but I'm sure there were some funny sound bites. I'm sure there were different things said. We won't get to play any of that, at least here today, because we'll be talking about, you know, the horror that ended up um, kind of, you know, concealing this whole parade. Yeah. It's it's very sobering, Tony. I don't have a whole lot to add. I don't know yeah, if Matt, no. you want to chime in on any comments or thoughts. I mean, it's just, you know, I, I want to come on here every day and have fun and talk about sports. I mean, this is this is why I signed up for the sports department, not the news department, because I didn't really feel like talking about all you know these kinds of negative things that happen in the world of news. As the uh, Chief Justice of the U.S. famously said many years ago, the news page is where we uh, where we catalog man's failures and the sports page is where we catalog man's uh achievements hmm. and uh, i've always kind of felt that that's why sports was a place for me i but i mean these can, the, the the two have collided so often now over the years tony that you know you can only the, the line has been blurred now between sports and real life yeah oh definitely 100 no, percent has i mean oftentimes we say sports is kind of a microcosm of what's going on in life, but they're they're at least for a long time had been kind of like this invisible cloak where it didn't actually penetrate sports, but now yeah. it, 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 the cloak is gone. It, it is it is fully immersed um, in sports, whether that be the confrontations you now see between player and fan, or the most extreme situation in which we're seeing today, where. You know, a person, at least one person has lost their life and, and a bunch of other people have been either critically injured or seriously injured. And so, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely they are de- definitely interwoven in ways that um, I don't think anybody ever imagined when when sports first got to came on the scene. Oh, well, yeah, right. of course. You know what I'm saying? This of was, course. This is uh this is a different ball game. I I think. I will live my life like I want to go out and do the parade thing, but I'm also going to have to be vigilant. You have to be watching. You have to be looking around. You just have to know what's around you. Here, here's here's problem. Here's part of the problem with it, right? Is is all those things you just said are definitely true. But when you think about a parade in its in its full essence and and what happens, right? You go there. Let's be real. You're probably having some beverages, some adult beverages. Um, and which in, then impairs your ability to kind of be diligent. And so now what's the alternative? You go there, no drinking. You just you got to be have fun. You know, the 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 sober way is the way that you go now. And that, that that's still it's, don't get me wrong. That is still a a a a blessing to get out and still be able to experience that. But you won't be experiencing it the same way, I think, at least in the near future. Well, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to get from talking about this to getting to talking oh, about Oh, I know how we can do it. I, I, I'm good at this stuff. Oh, I'm yeah, good at true. taking a, Give us a serious situation Scrape. and making it ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. But 
The one thing this did was make sure that 49er fans don't have to hear Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey screaming uh, on the top of their lungs about how great they are for the next two hours. So that was a Somebody positive. has entered a new stage. So, I have entered uh, no stage. Oh, no, no. He's, he's definitely entered a new stage. It was... Uh, what are the stages of grief here? We got yes, denial, yes, acceptance, acceptance. anger. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's got them all. Now. He, he's he's experiencing uh, side effect three or four here. Will I you can't. guys tell me tonight before you leave? Don't watch the Super Bowl again tonight. I watched it. You watched oh, it really? Beginning? Yeah, I did. Why? Just yeah, because? What are, you, I, what are you getting out of the second watch? I don't know. Who was Greg? The, the Chiefs one, Chris. I just have a real big issue with this. It's all good and, and, and whatever Here we go. that the Chiefs were going to go for two in overtime. But we have, Are we still talking about we have, this? No, no. We have no idea if the 49ers are going to go for two. So it's like the Chiefs are this great team who's able to just put everything on the line and go for two. Yeah, but def- you know what? They didn't go for two. They didn't need to. You guys kicked three. They I'm, scored six. I wear. I aware, oh, am aware. Saying? I should say I'm. Aware. <laughs> I can't even speak. All right. Well, somehow in his twisted way, Scraby has steered the program back on somewhat of a sports course. But hey, uh, we'll keep you up. We'll keep you up to date on all this stuff going on in Kansas City. There's really nothing new to report at this moment, but we will. Uh, we'll keep apprised of what's happening in case we find out some more. We'll try to have some fun on the show. As I said, Jaden Ledee, who was the hero, one of the heroes. Last night for the Aztecs is scheduled to be on the show today a little after 3.30. We'll have all of our regular features, and uh, we will talk about that remarkable Aztec comeback when we return. Gwen and Chris underway. Happy you are with us on a Wednesday. Stay safe and be nice to everybody out there as you enjoy 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Aztecs get the win last night in incredible fashion. 40-11. That's what the second half numbers were. They held Colorado State to 11 points. Aztecs got the early lead on the dunk. Colorado State proceeded to go on a 14-0 run, and they would pretty much keep that 
lead going into halftime. Second half, it was uh, pretty much a different story. The, the Aztecs kind of took off from there. So many contributions from really across the board. Obviously, we mentioned Jaden Ledee, who spent most of the first half, Chris, in foul trouble. So he, he got his most of his work came in the second half, and they needed it. Uh, Lamont Butler has his first double double of his career here at San Diego State. Uh, Darian Tremell poured in eleven. Uh, it, it was a it was a good team win. Remember, the Aztecs scored only thirty points in the first half, gave up forty four. They held Colorado State to 11 in the second half. They get the 16-point victory. We'll have Jaden Ledee on um, a little bit later on in this show. But, Chris, um, there was some uh, there was some really um, bad feelings going into that uh, that going into the the second half as the the Aztecs were down 14. There's no doubt, Tony. A uh, couple of things. I mean, if you watch, you know, I saw the first half. And, I mean, it wasn't that the Aztecs were playing horrible. I, they weren't playing well. But the one thing that, that you could just – Colorado State was was on fire. I, they just could not miss. They made five of their first six three-pointers, and uh, Stevens was hitting them from 10 feet behind the line. So the Aztecs just had to try to hold the fort together, and it looked like they were going to pull it off, and then Colorado State went on one last 7-0 run to close the half. And led by 14. Now, I don't know how Brian Dutcher was able to take Jaden Ledee out with nine minutes to go in the first half because he had two fouls and not put him back in that game. That, that was, as it turned out, an incredible piece of coaching. But I think just about every other coach in America would have put Ledee back in with his team in real trouble. But he trusted his guys to stay close enough and, you know, and then Ledee came out in the second half like a man possessed, Tony. They they kept getting them the ball. He scored 12 of the first 14 points in the first minute and a half of the second half. Yeah, right? He was just unstoppable, and it was wonderful to see that. And I don't know what statistic sticks out the most, Tony. They they outscored, he said, 40. It was four, actually 41 to 11. They tacked on a free throw right at the end. So they outscored him by 30. But here's the thing. This stat, to me, is even more amazing they out-rebounded Colorado State in the second half, 34-7. to There was 41 balls that were up for grabs on missed shots, Dude. and Colorado State only got seven of those. I, I think... So, I mean, the Aztecs were just all over the court. They just would not be denied. It was it was really an amazing thing to see. Uh, the, the the thing that I, that I found to be amazing was the 12% field goal percentage that yeah. Colorado State... 12%. They went 3 of yeah. 25. That's... You know, for some teams, that's that's how much they get up get up in threes. It might get a three. That's in the paint. They were three for twenty five. One yeah. eleven, one for eleven from the field. It's not you're not going to win too many ball games when you make four field goals in the second half. Uh, just no. a tremendous. The, also, the Aztecs were altering shots. They were. You know, Jay Powell, Jay Powell had another yeah. great game. Yes, he did. He had another great game. I don't know what his numbers were, I but I know you, that he. I can tell you, he's a plus eighteen uh, last night. Yeah. There, that's all you need to know. I mean, he blocked a couple of shots. He altered a couple more. He tipped rebounds to his teammates. You know, everything that you need to help you win a game, that's what Jay Powell did last night. And, and you mentioned Lamont Butler. You don't hold Colorado State to 11 points if somebody isn't guarding Isaiah Stevens. Yeah. This guy's one I'm of the, the best player. players in the country. Well, guess who shut him down in the second half? That was Lamont Butler. 
That's a phenomenal job by him. And he got himself he got himself into the rebound. He had ten boards. Yeah. Led yeah. led all of the Aztecs on the boards yesterday. That's that's your guard doing that. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna have to give Jaden Ladie a hard time about that when he's on the show today. <laughs> I mean, you how, mentioned, could you, how could you let Lamont Butler out rebound you? you? You mentioned Jay Powell. I mean, twenty one minutes, uh, and you look at the, the the scoring numbers. Nothing jumps off the page, right? He, he had what three total points, but he had yeah. seven boards. He had a couple blocks, as Chris mentioned, had an assist. Uh, I mean, he just really had a couple assists, actually. He played a, a, a really good ball game. And as I said, he was the highest plus or minus, plus minus, I should say, for the Aztecs just ahead of Jaden Ledee, who was a 17-plus. So, um, it Powell's usually the best plus minus they have. That's why you know, I think he's a great player, and that's why I think Dutcher knows he's a great player. This was a great win for a lot of reasons, Tony. I think, one, they had to have it to stay in the, the hunt for the regular season championship. They couldn't afford to lose one at home. But I think, you know, this if you're the Aztecs, you can look at this film and you can say, okay, now we know what kind of basketball we're capable of, and this is what we're going to need to bring yeah. if we want to make another run in March. I mean, this is the kind – I mean, you play like that, you're going to beat anybody. Yeah. No, there's 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 really no doubt, and and I think the best part is that's against a, a good Colorado State team that yes. had you on the ropes at home, um, and to play like that is a bounce back. Now things don't get any easier. New Mexico is going to roll into to town on Friday. It's a blackout game. Um, <laughs> FS1. The game will be on FS1. So uh, you know the beat the beat just keeps going on. You got New Mexico, Utah State. The next two games. The following four, Fresno, San Jose, UNLV, Boise. So uh, it's uh, – yeah, The I next said, two are really tough, and I'm going to say one thing about New Mexico. They have – and Aztec fans will back me up on this. They have the – New Mexico has the college basketball version of Dylan the Villain on their team, and that's Jalen House. This is a guy that he burned the Aztecs yes, in the first did. game at the pit. And he celebrated every single shot he made. And several of them he even celebrated by running over to the Aztec bench, which probably should have been whistled but wasn't. Nothing um, was whistled I, that game, if I recall. No, not too much was whistled <laughs> in that first meeting. But uh, I was reading uh, somebody, from, one of the Albuquerque writers, was talking about Jalen House because he was booed here last night at Nevada. And, and the, the writer in Albuquerque said, well, he's hated in every, every arena that he goes to. So I expect the Aztec fan, and it gets a college kid, so let's try to keep it reasonable. But I do expect the Aztec fans to have a you know, not-so-warm welcome for this guy on Friday night because uh, he, he's, he's the villain coming in, and it's going to add to some of the fun. He, it sounds like he's got a little bit of his dad in him, Eddie House, who I remember being a thorn in the side uh, on the, some of those Phoenix teams against right. the Lakers. Uh so he's he's got a little bit of that in him watching that first matchup. That'll be who uh the Aztecs take on next. That'll be Friday. Uh the Friday matchup here uh at VS Arena. That'll be a seven PM start. Uh Scrape, you got anything, man? Did you did you get a chance to watch the game last night? I watched actually I was doing the Scravey show, keeping people up to date and then I Stop keeping people up to date because they were <laughs> down by so much. What was what was uh, the Scraby, um what's, what's the, What was, was your halftime take on things, Scrape? I didn't have one because I thought people didn't want a halftime take <laughs> at that point. 
<laughs> so what was your? Did gripe? you guys? I'm sorry to interrupt the at. Sorry to interrupt the Aztec talks, but this is big. Did you? I mean, this is breaking news, Scribe. What? I mean, this is a sounder. Oh, okay. I'm shocked you haven't mentioned this yet. Um, I think I know where he's going with this. Okay. Well, then don't break the sound. 49ers fired their defensive I coordinator. Yeah. I knew it. How about that? They got I don't know how old that news is, but I just it's saw it. We hadn't used it yet. We hadn't so, used it yet. I mean, yeah, we hadn't used it he, yet. So uh, I you to... you got to point the finger at somebody, Chris. Oh, this is okay. Defensive coordinator, I guess, is the guy you got to point it at. I don't know. He Was that the same defensive coordinator who shut them down for three and a half quarters of that Super Bowl? I think I, it was. This seems like a, a rush to judgment to me, Scrabe. Tony and Guys I are panicking a little bit. Tony and I are going to talk later about my my dilemma that I'm in because I usually am not a fan of this, of a coach firing a coordinator and kind of scapegoating that person, but... Steve Wilkes, let's let's not let's not just base it off of the Super Bowl alone. Throughout the year, there were many different things that happened. That there was uh, miscommunications. The defense wasn't ready to go. Some of the defensive players said they weren't ready to go, and that is all a reflection of Kyle Shanahan. But at the same time, I thought this was coming. I knew it. I'll read you Mr. Shanahan's statement here from Santa Clara. Okay, thank yeah. you for saying Santa. Clara. Yeah, you're welcome. This morning, I relieved Steve Wilkes of his duties. We're going to end up making a change here at defensive coordinator. Really tough. To, it really says nothing about Steve as a man or as a football coach. I mean, he's exactly what we wanted as a man. He's a great football coach, but just where, just where we're going, and where we're at 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 with the team with our team from a scheme standpoint and things like that. Looking through it all throughout the year to these last few days, I feel felt pretty strongly that this was a decision that was best for our organization. So, sounds like they didn't jive on, on the scheme part of it. That's a big he, deal. He, tried, he made it a point not to attack the Steve Wilkes, the man. He even said he's a great football coach. But for his team, the that, scheme doesn't seem to fit. That's how I read Which it. makes sense, but that right there is the sign of a good leader. Oh, is it? The guy didn't, oh, please. The guy didn't oh, say please. You Everything know he I, said was just... Everything he said was a bunch of malarkey, and you know Here, This is what I liked about what he said. He didn't say anything about, we're going in a different direction. We thank Steve for the great things that he's done for our organization, and now he's going to go off into he the He left sunset. that part out. No, he said well, he's he a said, good man. He said the BS of the fact that he's a great coach. I mean, he could you, be. I mean, what kind of leader is getting him. rid he of a great be. coach? He could be a great coach, but just doesn't have the same mindset as here's, the, the, here's the, thing that the rest is, of the coaching Here's staff. the thing that it, it's kind of mind-boggling a little bit. Um, his, his defensive coordinator helped him get to a Super Bowl this year. So is he firing the defensive coordinator with the hopes that the next defensive coordinator is going to do the same exact thing but get him – to like a Super Bowl? I think what he wants more of is he wants less of a like a mindset of zone. That's what got them in trouble all year long was zone. Well, listen, you, you, your 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 personnel is a big deal, and this is sometimes you be careful what you wish for. That right. that zone defense that sometimes gave up some big plays was good enough to get them to the Super Bowl and hold Patrick Mahomes at three points and a half. I'm having a. Where hard... was the adjustments after halftime on the defensive side? I mean, you can make the argument that the adjustments 
were less they were less about adjustments. It wasn't as though Patrick Mahomes was picking them apart. He had to get some tough third downs. Yeah. He had to run for a couple third uh first downs. I mean, I don't know that the def- the defense really played horribly. Now, maybe the the second the last play of the game, we might have been one of the few plays where they just got out schemed. The flat was the, open. The, the flat was the flat open. Was open. <laughs> The flat is open! So, the first Super Bowl that we all experienced together, it's how did this happen, and now it's the, the flat, flat is, is open. open. That's what I screamed when the play happened. I wish you would have recorded that the way you recorded out of this happened. Oh, man. That would have been a great sound. Uh, all right, let's get to break. Uh, when we come back, we've been calling it sports court but it's probably a lot more like life court. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sports court, life court, however you see it. Coming up next, we're Gwen and Chris. All right, welcome back to Gwen and Chris. 2.39 is the time. And uh, we're going to get into sports court. We're going to try to solve some of uh, your problems out there. You know, we've become pretty good at doing that, Tony. But... Trying to solve all the world's problems seems a little beyond our grasp and everybody's grasp. If you're just tuning in, uh, the lead story today, a shooting at the uh, Super Bowl celebration parade in Kansas City. One person dead, 10 to 15 injured, and uh, I also saw that uh, three are critically injured. Any good news, they do have two suspects in custody and, um, you know, we'll just try to keep you up to date on this. Like I said, it's a sports talk show. We don't really want to spend the entire show on this today. No. But uh, it is a very sobering reminder of just where things seem to stand out there. Chris, I do, I do want to say this because I, I saw a video. Yeah. Um, man, obviously, shout out to the first responders, the, the police officers and the fire department, medics, to everybody that got there. But... I'd say even more importantly, the the two or three fans I saw tackle one of the shooters that was running, um, to have the courage in that moment, in that time, to think about someone other than yourself, because this guy was running, uh, well, looked to be a guy in a in a looked like a white beanie, was running. Um, the alleged suspect was running, and he was running pretty much scot free. People. The gentleman I looked on the video turned, saw him, tackled him. He kind of rolled over him, and then another guy came over the top, and they kind of were able to uh, to kind of get him under control. And yeah. that's how they caught at least one of the shooters. So uh, it, it, there's always um, somebody who you know has to make a decision in these type of situations, and um, it, it's just nice to know that there are people out there that are willing to risk their own lives to save somebody else. Yeah. There's, you know, unfortunately, Tony, we've talked about this. There's two things that seem to be able to bring an entire community together. And in a lot of ways, the two things collided yeah, today. Yeah. Cause one of them is a celebration of a sports team. I mean, that's something that brings the entire community together. It's one of the most wonderful things about sports. And then the other thing that brings people together is a tragedy or, or some sort of natural disaster and in this case, it's a it's a horrifying situation. But you know what? There is, you said, Tony. There's always some heroism that that you know steps up and plays out in situations like this. And uh, 
So that's one one thing we can look. Ninety nine percent of the people out there want good things to happen. I just don't know what we what us ninety nine can do about the one percent that are trying to mess everything up for everybody. Yeah, man, it's sad. Looking at some of the coverage right now, you know, we're listening to these TVs with the sound down, but there's a mom and her daughter that are being interviewed on ESPN yeah. right now, and the poor girl not even talking to the to the mic. Or on ca- or on camera is just bawling. You can tell she is just scared, you know, beyond anything she's ever had to deal with. But this is the reality that our kids now have. To, they they live this on a consistent basis, and it, it's really sad. It, it you know gets gets the waterworks working a little bit. Yeah, now they're showing an yeah. interview with a kid who has blood on his face, and he looks terrified as well. I mean, these are just high school kids like going to a parade, and now. Their life is forever changed. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on that. Uh, it is our duty to do so. Uh, I know you didn't tune in for that kind of coverage. You tuned in to talk about the Aztecs victory last night, and we're going to definitely do that. As mentioned, Jaden Ledee will be on the show about an hour from right now. We'll continue to give uh, Scraby a hard time because, obviously, the organization from ownership right on down to the ball boy has decided to blame the entire Super Bowl loss okay. on Steve Wilkes. I hate and when they you have say fired. that. <laughs> <laughs> and they have fired him. Uh, all right, Scrabe, you want to get into some yes. sports court? Let's, Let's see if we can't uh, sort some things out. Do you have a sports issue, San Diego? Do you need a third party to make a decision? The guys have put on their robes and picked up their gavels. All rise. Here comes the judge. Gwen and Chris Sports Court starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, if you have any things that uh, you want to get checked out by us, we'll we'll try and help you in your life. You can send me a DM at Matt Scraby. But I wanted to start real quick with an update. Uh, last week we talked about the f- the friend who was a Seahawk fan, who is 49er friend. He, the Seahawk fan usually has a big Super Bowl party, and he wasn't going to invite the 49er fan. And I have an update because we've been asking for updates. The 49er fan bowed out themselves. They did not end up even having to ask if they wanted to come to the party because he said, hey, I'm just going to stay home and watch the game all by myself. So there's an so update he didn't on actually that. have to do anything. He didn't have to do anything. So it was all a bunch all of, of our worst fears. All of our worst fears seldom are realized. Mm-hmm. There you go. Do we have For like um, Gandhi on the show today? Yes, He's just dropping all these these quotes. <laughs> I was trying to think of a better quote guy, but Gandhi was the one that came to mind. <laughs> Yeah, all Gandhi, right. I'll be Gandhi today. That's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the first one's about golf, and the second one is about spring training. The third one is about a bachelor party. So let's get into the first one. And it goes like this. I play lots of golf, so I'm a fan of your golf talk. Scraby, why can't you be nicer? Be nice, bro. Bogey golf can be a thing, too. <laughs> That's Not great. Appre- I don't appreciate That's that. That's great. <laughs> I love this. I love it. This disagreement happened between my friend and I. We were playing Mission Bay a few weeks ago, and on one of the holes that was around 75 or so yards, I slam dunked it for a hole in one. I was ecstatic because this was my first. My friend, however, doesn't officially recognize it because it was on a par three course and is only 75 yards. I don't really care what he thinks, but I've said in the past. Oh, wait, let me read this. I got to deliver it differently. I don't really care what he thinks, but I have said in the past a par three hole in one does not count. Now that I've done it, I may have a different opinion. (laughs) 
Chris, you're up first on this one. Am I a hypocrite if I claim this as my first hole-in-one? You're absolutely a hypocrite, but by all means, continue being a hypocrite <laughs> exactly. and claim it as a hole-in-one, because that is a hole-in-one, my friend. Tony? Uh, I don't think it could be said better than my man Chris Ello. Go ahead. You're going to be... Um, you're going to be that guy, but I think it's worth it in this situation. Be a hypocrite. You've played Mission Bay before. I mean, that's a, that's a, it takes a good shot. I don't care if it's only 75 yards, man. That counts to it's me. Takes, what do you think? It takes, it takes a, um, easy shot to, to make a hole in one on it. Cause like some of those holes, literally 75 yards, green there, T box here. You just have to hit it. That nice sounds hard to me. I don't know about now, you some, guys. If, if they were to make a hole-in-one on one of the longer holes, like 160, 170, then yeah. But I do have, I guess, I guess I have different qualifications for holes-in-one. Didn't really realize How many that. do you have in your career, Zero. Scrape? I have none. <laughs> this, right. Why are we listening to Scrapey right now? He doesn't even have one. <laughs> because I've been golfing my entire life. And haven't hit one. Have you? I don't golf, though. Fair point. No, I'm not <laughs> claiming to have one either. That's why I want to give my man who wrote in some credit. And not only that, this guy who wrote in likes bogey golf. Bogey so I'm going to stick up for him no matter it. what. Shouldn't have even read it. Shouldn't <laughs> have even read it. Order! Order! All right. Good old bogey golf. Love it. This one comes from yeah. a dad. We are heading out to spring training in a few weeks, and this will be my first time going with my seven-year-old daughter. As a dad, I can't wait until she falls in love with the sport I fell in love with as a kid. Here's the problem. My wife is not a fan of me in one particular aspect of going to spring training. I really like to try and get autographs from the players. I think bringing my daughter is a great way to get these autographs. Oh, he's about to My use- wife does not want me using my daughter as an easier way to not look like the oversized kid way too eager for autographs. If they ask for her name like meaning autographing her name, I have no problem with having her name on the ball. It's more about the collectible to me. So, Tony, you're up first. Is it wrong for me to send my daughter up to a player for an autograph? Yes, because here's why. Players notice. They know when uh, a kid has been brought for the sole purpose of, of softening him up to get an autograph. And it's all good if they don't kind of put it together, but if they put it together, all autographs are going to stop. Immediately, yes. For everyone. Or they're going to force the young lady to go get her dad and make the dad then ask for the autograph himself. That's what... And then they're going to say no. (laughs) I don't know if they'll say no, (laughs) but that's certainly what my pops would have done, for sure. All right. Uh, So I would just say, hey, man, man up. Go ahead and be that oversized kid. Just try not to, like, brush any other little kids out the way as you try to get yours. Just make sure yeah, you stay in the back. This guy sounds like somebody who's stay knocking back. people over. I, I think you're right. Stay in the back. You know, yeah. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Don't use your daughter, though. She's there to fall in love with the game. Now, if she enjoys it, I will say that if she enjoys going out, being the autograph. I don't think she has any idea what she's yeah. doing. <laughs> I don't think so either. So I would say stay away from it. Uh, Chris, what do you have to say? Yeah, this is. A, I, I'm answering this from a position of somebody who owns absolutely zero autographs. I, I don't understand the whole allure of autographs in the first place, and I don't understand waiting around and trying to get somebody to sign a piece of paper or even a baseball. I, I, I just, it just doesn't click for me. And I'm sorry, sir. I appreciate you writing in, but yeah, if you're if you're even thinking of using your daughter to try to get autographs, you're 
you need to you need to get your head squared away because I, I it just doesn't seem I, I just I don't get it like I don't get that that whole thing. I'm I walk surprised. by the uh, when we're walking into the uh, Tony. I know when you're walking into the stadium in the afternoon for the Lexus lot at yeah. Petco Park. Yeah, there's always a handful of people out there waiting with books full of baseball cards, waiting for these guys to drive into work. And I mean, it's four hours before the game. I. I give them credit for their stick to itiveness. I just don't understand <laughs> why they why they care so why much. they keep sticking to it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, last year, when we were at spring training, someone asked me for an autograph, and I was like, "You do know I'm no one, right?" <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, where are the players?" And I pointed to them over there. It was, it was someone not from the United States, so I, I think they were just confused as to where to find the players. Um, but I had to turn someone away. So that's how famous I am, guys. I had to turn someone away. All right. Good, Good he says. Uh, this last one is a doozy, and I have been waiting to bring it to you guys for the last... I think I've had it for a week now, but... Here it goes. I'm getting married in May, and I'm going on my bachelor party next month. We're going on a golf trip, and I'm 48 years old, and I'm not really a partier anymore. All my friends have been married for years and years and years. They view this as a vacation away from their families and are going a little too wild with the plans. Specifically, the adult entertainment. I don't want any adult entertainment. Those days are over for me. However, my friends are apparently planning on surprising me with the adult entertainment, even if I don't want it. I don't want this to become awkward, and I've already talked to them, but I guess they weren't listening. Chris, how do you think I should handle this? Uh, Suck it up and go watch some adult entertainment. There's no way around this. This is a bachelor party. I had my, my friends tried to and dragged me to that kind of same thing and I, I wasn't really into it either but it's all part of the process it's not you know what loosen up a little bit loosen up uh that, that that's my thought here all right tony what should he do friends, uh, for, friends forcing adult entertainment on him <laughs> i mean listen I, I think chris is right you go along to get along you know, there's there is a a line that I'm sure your friends know they can't cross. Uh, up until that point, just play along. Hopefully, you got some real friends that don't you know put you in a position where you, they have to try to cross a line. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think you go along with it. Have some fun. It's not like you're walking into the place yelling lap dance. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um. I'm going to shock you guys. I think this guy tells his friends, if you guys do that, trip's over. Oh, we're we're ending it? Yeah, because this is my bachelor party, not your bachelor party. They're throwing you your bachelor party, though. But they also have to... you got to give in a little bit. you got to give in a little bit to what they want to do, because they're planning the whole thing. They're paying for it. It doesn't... I I don't want to go, then. Because this... Honestly, the reason I've been waiting to ask this because this this makes my skin crawl. What? what? It's great. Why, why you know I don't you... like people within six feet of me <laughs> at all times. You know that I'm a psycho about that stuff, and I'm already getting anxiety thinking about this right now. He's not lying either, dude. His whole <laughs> body language has changed since we started talking about this. But 
I, I don't know. I'm going to tell this guy I think you should talk to your friends one more time because it sounds like they just want to have a night free from their wives or something. Not in a, not in a terrible way or anything, but you know what I'm saying. Well, this is what bachelor parties are. I mean, and you, it sounds to me like you signed up for a bachelor party. So you're going to get your golf. You're going to have to go with the other stuff as well. I, there's nothing wrong. It's all part of the process. Just loosen up and try to enjoy yourself. And as Tony said, if they start to cross the line, that's when you put your foot down. That's all. Um, yes, uh, apparently Ben Higgins really wants to go to this adult entertainment. <laughs> I think, he, I think he, he admitted that on the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, but all right, there's no more comments about that. Uh, oh, here's a comment about the autographs. From McKee 23 we always sent our boys when they were little to get balls from batting practice. Last year, my 11-year-old tried to get Snells, but the line was crazy, and he was so bummed. So that is, you know, a, a little bit of a downfall to everything. I mean, that's, you know, when the kids are going in there for themselves, that's a different thing. Kids going in there for, for, for dad. It's just, yeah. you know, that I don't know that it's a, it's kind of a cheat code, right? Because if it was the dad standing there amongst all these little kids, you know what's going to happen. Player's going to go around him, yeah. get every kid possible. It makes me think of that guy at the All-Star game. Remember when there was a picture of a Padre fan and he was, like, knocking over kids trying <gasps> oh, to get an autograph? Yes, I do remember that. that, honestly. They're, they're out there, for sure. All right. Daily Gambit coming up next. We didn't make any bets, but I have a couple bets to review that happened over the weekend. So that's up next on 97.3 The Fan. 3 o'clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Chris is in uh, Reno, correct? That's correct. Tony yes, Boy. all right. Reno, Scraby's here with me. Being, being his normal self. Stages, stages, young gentleman. Stages of grief has hit stage five, yeah, or four, yeah. four probably. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be over this, everyone. I promise. Soon enough. Soon enough. Uh, we had some bets yesterday. Well, I think you can be over. I think you can be over it now, Scrim. I mean, you know, you understand why they lost the game. It was all Steve Wilkes's fault. So you know, I knew this was coming Simple. when I saw this news. I knew it. Yeah, Steve Wilkes is, um, he's being scapegoated here. I, I, I don't think I, so. I think he is. I, I think, think so. he is. <laughs> different, different philosophies. <laughs> oh, different philosophies. He's a great coach. Yeah, yeah not great enough. Would you, hire him in the first, would you hire him in the first place for if he had the wrong philosophy? Like, did because, you know he, that? because he said he would do my philosophy, but then he didn't. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Like I said, he's being scapegoated. So again, it's his fault. Yeah, scapegoated. <laughs> it's all good. That's how it's how the Niners get down. When in doubt, point the finger elsewhere. Yep. All right. Uh, That's us. Did, <laughs> did uh did we have any bets yesterday? Did we? We do didn't. It? But I have uh, a few hit bets that hit that are kind of crazy. We a few hit through. bets that hit. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm, Let's mm-hmm. hear. It. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh. Winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is a mortal lock. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. 
Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Please, everybody, gamble responsibly. Here are some of the Super Bowl bets that hit, and this one is crazy because if you were to bet this before, you would be, like, just throwing money away, you would think. But they put $20 on Nicole Hardman, anytime touchdown, Mm. Jawan Jennings, anytime touchdown. Mm. Christian McCaffrey, first touchdown, plus seventy thousand for that. So, but they only put down twenty, so they got fourteen thousand dollars off of this. They only put down twenty dollars. Twenty dollars, yes. Oh, shoot, that's a great uh, investment, oh, right it there. It totally is. It totally <laughs> is. But that, the, see, it's like things like that that. Can you imagine how high that person jumped up and down on the winning <laughs> oh, touchdown. Oh my oh, lord! Sure. I'm sure. Maybe yeah. even they were a 49er fan, I would be jumping up and down. They just won fourteen. Well, that would kind of be the ultimate torture right there to win fourteen grand and then your team lose on that Super Bowl. Do I Bowl. cheer? <laughs> Do I not? Do I cheer? Do I I'm not? I'm cheering. Uh, this was sent to me by Adam on the chat, but a better in Illinois placed a $5 bonus bet wager on October 21st, 2023, and won $12,745 on the $5, uh, $5 three-leg bonus bet. They bet the Lakers in-season tournament win. Believe it. They bet the Texas wow. Rangers World Series win. And they bet the Chiefs to beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Wow. And so they ended up making $12,745. On that bet, so that's, that's pretty a, good. I feel like that's a, of, that's a harder one to do than the previous one. Yes, because you have to pick the exact Super Bowl, and this was picked on October twenty first, so way before anybody knew that yeah. these two teams are going. Yeah, that's if you were any kind of producer at all, you'd get people like that to join the show for the daily gambit segment. You know, I mean, these are the kind of people. <laughs> you know, we some need of these people like to be anonymous, segment. Chris. They don't want to be found. Yeah, because yeah. I don't. We see know Tony name. and I are never going to make a make a correct pick like that. <laughs> no, that's impressive. That's a fact. Uh, all right, the next bet that hit during the Super Bowl is, I mean, who who does this? Who puts $100 down on Jawan Jennings anytime touchdown, McCole Hardman anytime touchdown? Who does that? Somebody who has money to burn. Plus 29,801 on the odds. Obviously both those guys did it. So this person made $29,901 on this bet. Like why can't I hit any of these bets? They're not that hard. You're not that good at sports. You, you, oh, you know, you know what people oh probably lost a lot goodness. of money on in the. Yeah, well, I'm gonna let that one go. For you. <laughs> um, you know what people probably lost a lot of money on in the Super Bowl was betting on who would throw the first touchdown pass. Oh yeah. I mean, the only people you would bet on are Patrick Mahomes or Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. You might bet on Christian McCaffrey on a halfback option or something. But I know no one bet on Jawan Jennings to throw the first touchdown pass. Nah, no shot. I mean, there's no way anybody bet that one. So that means Vegas just cleaned up all the money there. Yes, they, they probably did. Uh, all right, so yeah. here's the odds on the NFL draft. Uh, Chris, Braden, and I are planning on doing an NFL draft show for round number one when that comes up in April. And I've told Chris a million times he doesn't believe me, but I've started my draft study process. And the 2020 NFL draft has Caleb Williams as the easy favorite for the number one overall pick, minus 900. Then you got Drake May uh, also there, plus 475. Marvin Harrison Jr., plus 1,200. Now, I, I would say... If you're wanting to make a bet based on the odds, I would say bet Marvin Harrison Jr. to go number one overall because I just don't know the Bears are going to get rid of Justin Fields. So 
Marvin Harrison Jr. to me seems like a safe bet as someone who's who could likely win for you. What do you guys think? It's something that could it's at least something that could happen. You could see the Bears passing on a quarterback altogether and taking him. So that that does make sense. That does. I like that. What about you, Tony? Yeah, Scraby, as much as I'm trying to find a way to pour cold water on your your idea here, Mm -hmm. it it makes a ton of sense, especially given the odds. It's actually pretty good odds. Really good odds. Plus 1,200? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I agree. I got to say, a lot of the mock drafts... I want to know what's a... Go ahead. Uh, a lot of the mock drafts that I've been reading have put Caleb Williams number one overall, no problem. But I got to think the Bears are going to think a little bit harder you, than it. Do you remember Merrill Hodge? Hodge? Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, I saw oh, him yeah. speaking about it, and he, I don't know who he works for, but he says that Caleb Williams is not special. He said that he's although he is a good quarterback, he does not look at him to film and say. He is special. I don't take that for what it's worth. I, I, you know, when when Mel worked for ESPN, I used to listen to him all the time. So I don't know what that means, but well, that's here, his take. Here's what it's worth, Tony. Here's what it's worth, Tony. He got in a very famous debate with everybody's best friend Skip Bayless. Yes, he many did. years ago <laughs> about the quarterback Johnny Menzel. Yep. And Merrill Hodge said. Not only is Johnny Manziel not the number one pick, he sure did. He said, I remember. I this. wouldn't pick him any time at all in the first three rounds. Sure he did. Said, this guy has all kinds of issues and problems. There is no way he's going to amount to anything. And of course, Skip Bayless came back in his usual fashion with Merrill. You could not be more wrong about this. <laughs> Johnny Manziel is going to be a superstar. He's the guaranteed. He's got to be the number one pick. Whoop. And I've seen that footage. Yeah, I've seen that footage floating around a little bit lately. Now that Merrill Hodges said he doesn't think Caleb Williams is going to be very good, so I'm gonna have to uh, find that one. Anytime I can watch Skip get handled oh, yeah. on one of those debates, <laughs> that was sounded like that oh, was yeah. as good as uh, when Jalen Rose undressed him on uh, on one of those shows yeah. back in the day. Yeah, Merrill Hodge was all over that Johnny Manziel one. I got one. I got one bet that's out there right now that. According to the history of the Super Bowl, does not look like a very good bet. Mm, I think. And I Scraby, know. you're not going to like this one. I think I'm not going to like this. I think one. I know what you're about. I to bring think up. I know too. Well, here's here's the the odds are that the 49ers right now are favored to win the Super Bowl next year. Yes. And I believe they're what plus four fifty or something. That's not very high odds because yeah. they're favored. Mm-hmm. However, in order for them to win the Super Bowl next year. They would have to make the Super Bowl. Mm. And there is a statistic out there. Yes, there is. Which goes as follows. The last 18 quarterbacks who have lost their Super Bowl debut never made it back. I didn't know that part. I didn't know that part. I didn't know that part. Uh, None that, of them. Yeah, that's not comfortable. Zero. That's not comfortable. Zero. The first guy in that list of all people, believe it or not, was Stan Humphreys, the quarterback of the Chargers in 94. Yeah, he never went he back. He was the first to lose his debut, and he never went back. And that list includes you know, quite a few pretty good quarterbacks. I don't have it in front of me, but it's 18 straight guys now. A lot of people think Joe Burrow is somebody that'll break that streak because he went a couple of years ago. 
Uh, Jared Goff almost made it back this year, but he didn't quite do it. And it's very, it's kind of interesting. And obviously Brock Purdy is a candidate to break that streak, but he's going to have to break it for the 49ers to win a Super Bowl. So interesting. That is I interesting. Thought. And that wasn't what I thought you were bringing up. I thought you were just going to bring up that no team has won a Super Bowl after losing a Super Bowl since like the seventies, but that does take it a little bit. Extra and it doesn't make yeah, me I'm happy. Taking it a step further doesn't make no, me happy. I didn't think you'd be happy. Brock Purdy ain't even gonna get to sniff another Super Bowl. No. Better trade him now. <laughs> Better trade him now, Brock buddy. Brock Purdy is going hey, to get back. Not to the according Super Bowl. to history. Not according to history. Now that Steve Wilkes, history books, Greg. Now that Steve Wilkes is no longer with the 49ers, the dead weight is gone, <laughs> and he's going to be. The they're going to be able to win gone. a Super Bowl now. Man, All hamstrung right. by Steve Wilkes. Thank God you got rid of that guy. <laughs> Thank. Do you have anything else, Chris? Yeah, anything else, Chris? I don't. I did see the Tiger Woods is 125 to one to win the Genesis Invitational this weekend in L.A. That's a, that's. Some... So I don't know that I don't know that I'd be willing to put ten bucks down on that. It'd be a nice payoff. Speaking of Tiger, we didn't go over this yesterday, but um, he's got a new apparel, huh? Tailor Made's doing oh, his I stuff. Heard about this. He's, yeah, it's, uh, it's like an all red line. Is that is that what I gather? I think so. It's called Sunday Red. Yes, but they're doing something weird that I don't get, and I need to read about it. But the sun and the day are separate. Separate. Yeah. So it makes sense to be Sunday Red, unless that's already taking copyright wise. Uh-huh. But what is Sunday Red? Actually, you mean. wonder if Nike already has the dibs on Sunday Red. Somehow. It could be. Yeah. It could be. But it's a little strange to me that it would be Sun Space Day Red. I don't know. Well, hang with him, Scrape. <laughs> Chris says, all <laughs> right. <laughs> By the way, I'm also. Well, taking... you know what a fashion plate I am. So this information <laughs> is very important to me. I'm also uh, taking heat because I misspelled Tony's um, Twitter handle in in our show thing and so it how did you do that scrape well the e and the r right next to each other so instead of junior i wrote tony gwynn (laughs) je so that's why you didn't get it and yes that is my mistake everyone auto correct i don't know i don't know i mean my my phone auto corrects stuff even when i'm originally correct it changes it to something that's incorrect that does happen from time to time yeah no it, it definitely does that to me as well and then i'll hit send and it'll already have made the change without you right. know without me detecting it wait hold on we've done a whole show so far and i haven't even said anything about or you guys haven't even said happy anything valentine's about valentine's day we haven't that's you know that's a we've dropped the ball on that happy to all my lovers out there happy <laughs> valentine's day to all your lovers out there how many lovers do you well, got not, not my lovers specifically <laughs> oh, but like the people, folks listening yes. and their lovers the people that love love right the I people see. that love love as i do Okay. Happy Valentine's Day. You know, some folks in in our room here believe it's a uh, what corporate, is it? Holiday? corporate holiday. It's Hallmark Day. Uh, well, Hallmark. You know, I'm sure they make some money around this time. Some, I think they make all the years like money. a man who doesn't have a Valentine's. <laughs> That's exactly right. I have I ever That's told you about my clear. my Valentine's story from like back in the day? Is it a horror story? Well, no, but it's okay. kind of like a sports court, life court thing. I uh, got a reservation at this restaurant for Valentine's Day way back when I was like 19 years old. So I was really trying to do it up. And I didn't have any money. So the place was kind of expensive. But this dude was like panicked because his wife was like, 
upset that he didn't get her a reservation. So he walks up to me and he offers me $100 for my reservation. Oh, I think you might have told me this one. And I was all about to take the $100 and go to In-N-Out or something like that. But the girl I was dating at the time said she really wanted to do the dinner. And so she didn't want me to accept the hundred dollars, and it took me every it took everything in me to not accept the hundred dollars. No, because I mean I was I, there with her, but okay. I I thought I had heard you tell the story that you did take it. I'm glad that you didn't. In that case, didn't no. take the money because that would have been pretty poor. I have taken money in the past, <laughs> like for a, a reservation, but it wasn't that specific time. And this was in San Francisco, so it was a little bit different. It wasn't Valentine's but Day. But you entertain also. you entertained taking the hundred dollars. Yes, I was a poor person. I I didn't have any money. <laughs> a poor person. I mean, it. it no, I'm no not, I'm not judging you. What's I, changed? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I'm not right. judging you. I mean, you 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 very well could have taken that, and it probably would have done more. but how'd the date go? Date was fine, but she broke up. This is the same girl oh. that broke up with me. How much was this late? Long, lot later. Well, February 14th, remember she broke up with me on February 29th? So this is a couple weeks later? 15 days. Oh, she, good weeks out she, of squeezed, she squeezed you for one more dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't take me years and years to get over that, did it? <laughs> you know what? I got I to gotta break up with this guy. But he's taking you to dinner tomorrow night. Yeah, good point. I'll, I'll hang on for a couple more weeks. <laughs> you know, my trusty shoes are not based upon no, things that have happened nah, in my life. Not at okay? all. <laughs> Let's get to break. When we return, Travis Kelsey getting some... Grief from outsiders and his bump of Andy Reedy. He had something to say about it. We'll play it on the other side. More Gwen and Chris. Here's some traffic. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to the program. Chris Hello. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. Gwynn and Chris, 97.3 The Fan. You can also watch the, uh, the program on YouTube. Won't be able to see me today. I'm in Reno, Nevada with the uh, Aztec women's basketball team. Speaking of San Diego State basketball, star Jaden Ledee expected to join the show here in about 15 minutes in the wake of last night's thrilling come-from-behind victory over Colorado State. So sit tight for that. Uh, We will get into what Travis Kelsey had to say. 
trying to defend himself for bumping into Coach Andy Reid, bull rushing him during the uh, the Super Bowl game <laughs> the other day. But a couple of quick stories, Tony. I wanted to get your thoughts on. Okay. Number one, everybody's favorite relief pitcher, Josh Hader, has been named the closer ah. for the Houston Astros. Ryan Presley will be the setup guy. Of course, Hader came out a couple of weeks ago or in the last 10 days and said his demands that he made in San Diego to pitch only one inning and only be the closer were born out of his fear that he wouldn't be able to earn the kind of money he wanted to earn in free agency. If he used his talents in other areas... I don't know that any of what he said made anybody in San Diego feel better, Tony, because most of the tweets I saw were laced with venom towards Josh Hader. <laughs> I bet. But uh, I personally can understand why he said what he said. And I, I noticed today that Luis Arias, who really couldn't have had a better season last year for the Marlins, won the batting title and made a run at 400 for a little while, he actually lost his arbitration case oh, yep, today. Yep. And the only reason I can think that he lost it is because he doesn't put up the power numbers. And we talk about this. The reason that there's not a lot of guys like a Luis Sarayas in baseball is because they don't pay guys like Luis Sarayas. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, that result kind of backs up what Josh Hader was saying. I mean, I got to be the save guy if I want to get money. Yeah, I, I, there, there's a, it's, there's really no other way to to slice it, right? And I wouldn't expect fans to to be, you know, to give Josh a pass on that, right? Because they're not looking at it right. from the same perspective, and, and and I think that's that's fair for them not to look at it from that perspective. Um, but there is a method to the madness, whether you agree or disagree with it. Now, Josh certainly can. He can have the ball in his court a lot easier than Luis Arias, right? Because the name of the game is is getting on base, getting hits. They're just baseball in terms of paying. They get to cherry pick which one of the hits is more more valuable, which ones help their team. And so when they all help your team, right, which is technically true, but there are ones that directly help your team, and those are the ones – they have singled out in terms of who they're going to pay as as the more valuable hitter. There's no doubt, yeah. you know, every team in the league would want a Luis Arias, um, but would they want it more than I don't know uh, a Jorge Soler? Would they want it more? You know, guys of that that ilk yeah. probably going to get Drive more. The ball out of the ball. That's park. right. That's it, what they want. Even if they're going to punch out 165 times or whatever it may be, yeah. it, it's still worth it. And so you have to make a you have to make a decision for yourself. And a lot of guys have made the decision that I'm trying to get paid in the best way possible. Even if I am not a Jorge Soler, if I have the ability to drive the ball ball, ball out of the ballpark, I'm going to get paid. I'm going to get paid handsomely. And so that's yeah. the I think that yeah. is the calculation most guys have made. Luis hasn't. He he is at least to this point. Now he he's certainly young enough where he could change it. This is who who he wants to be as a hitter. And I'm gonna always tip my cap to to somebody like that who's you know gonna gonna take his hits however they come. Yeah, I, I'm kind of saddened to see Luis Arias lose his case, but I'm not surprised. 
All right, here's the other story, Tony. I got to get your reaction. The Golden State Warriors reports say made a pitch for LeBron James at the trade deadline. What say you to that information? I, I say this is what happens when you drop an emoji of an hourglass. Teams all of a sudden are like, huh, what does that mean? I, you know, if I'm a team, I'm certainly going to put a phone call and you never know. Now, the story goes, uh, ownership, I believe, uh, what's the owner's name for uh, Golden State? Joe? Oh, um, I can't remember this. Hold on. Anyway, give me a second. I don't know. Mr. Golden State uh, Warrior owner reached out. <laughs> Mr. Golden State Warrior to, owner. Uh, Joe Lacoe. Joe Lacoe. Uh, he reached. He reached out to to Mrs. Bus. She basically said that we're not interested in trading uh, LeBron. However, you'd have to find out his take by going through his agency. So he proceeded to do that. Um, uh, Rich Paul, who is LeBron's agent, very uh, kind of confirmed that he's not interested in moving, and so that was the end of that. And that was the second phone call that the Lakers Genie Bus got. She got the first one from Daryl Morey from the 76ers. And when, oh, uh, when, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, when Rob Palinka countered with, well, is Embiid available? The conversation quickly ended that at that the point. End. They wanted a hurt <laughs> <Yeah>. player? <laughs> See, Scraby, you over here trying to, <laughs> trying to set traps, buddy. Yes, I am. I, th- I find that interesting. Right. That they, the Lake- Sorry, real quick. I know we were supposed to talk Travis Kelsey. Tony and I will do that later in the show, but... Um, I find it interesting that instead of answering and saying, no, we're not trading him, they referred Joe LaCobe to the well, agent. Well, listen, when you when you have a guy like LeBron James, if he truly doesn't want to be there, you're probably best moving him because he probably can get you something nice in return, something a few things nice in return. And so you listen. But clearly, even though the hourglass, and we talk about the passive aggressiveness of uh, LeBron James, mm-hmm. clearly when his bluff was called, basically, he said, ah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm I'm pretty cozy here in uh, Los I'm Angeles. Staying. So I'm happy to hear that, <laughs> ultimately. Yeah. I mean, what what from the Warriors would have made you feel like, you know what, that wasn't a bad move? I mean, did the, did the Warriors have a bunch of young guys that are, I yeah. mean, Kaminga? Who would they you got, have wanted in this trade? They got Kaminga. Uh, I certainly would have... You got to give us Clay back in that deal. You got. I don't know what their first their picks are like. They uh. I think they they still have some there. It sounds like Draymond wasn't going to come back in this deal. It was he put. Uh, I don't know, and that may have been ultimately what, even if he had said yes, would have complicated is that they don't necessarily, at least off the top of my mind, have enough to bring back a LeBron James in that case. Yeah, I don't know how you could ever put together a package that would be enough for LeBron James. Uh, speaking of LeBron James, uh, he's not playing tonight. His uh, are they playing a game tonight? Yeah, they're in Utah, but he's not playing. So. Well, they were they were having a blast. So, the, they were having a blast last last night playing against the eight and forty now five Detroit Pistons. Yeah, they should have sat him out last night and used him tonight. <laughs> That's what I said. But he probably was Utah's like Utah's a little tougher opponent. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard is also out tonight. If you're a Clipper fan, he's getting in. And you know what? Don't be getting on Kawhi because he's played a he's ton played of a games lot. This year. Yes, he has. Yeah, he's been playing a lot, but he's sitting out tonight. So, 
that you know the NBA is you know trying to get these guys to stop resting, but it's not working one hundred percent. To stop resting. Yeah, it didn't. It's not working one hundred percent. All right. Speaking of not resting, Jason, uh, Jaden the D. What did I say? Jaden the D. Last night, an unbelievable performance. Uh, Twenty-two points in the second half. He he doubled up Colorado State scoring by himself. Yeah. He had twenty-two. Colorado State had eleven. He's an All-American candidate, deservedly so, and he's leading this Aztec basketball team. We're excited because he's coming on this program. So sit tight. We're scheduled to visit with him when we return on Gwen and Chris. Chris, hello, Tony Gwen Jr., Matt Scraby, Gwen and Chris, and this segment on Gwen and Chris brought to you by our friends at Spiro's Mediterranean Cuisine. If you love Mediterranean food like we do, like I do, the hummus, try Spiro's for authentic Mediterranean cuisine. They're in Coronado and La Jolla for dining or takeout options. Visit Spiro'sCuisine.com. Aztecs last night. 71-55 over Colorado State, and it was the way they won it that uh, will be remembered for quite some time by Aztec fans. A, a remarkable second half put on by San Diego State. Jaden Ledee scheduled to join us here shortly. Tony, I know Utah State tonight plays at Wyoming, and that's we, we've come to know that's not a gimme for Utah State. They lose that game. The Aztecs go right back into a tie for first place. That could happen. Yeah, certainly could. Uh, anytime you're going on the road on the Mountain West, anything yep. can happen. We've seen it all year long in this conference. Um, I don't imagine that game being any different as they ta- as they go head to head tonight. Yeah, Wyoming's a very tough place to play, and uh, the altitude. The Aztecs actually don't play at Wyoming this year. It's that uh, you know the Mountain West schedule. You talk about a little crazy. You play. Nine of the ten other teams on the road and nine of them at home. There's one each year that you do not play home and away. And the coaches don't want to add those two games in because they feel like it'll cut into their non-conference scheduling. So you just have to kind of make do with that. And the Aztecs miss a game at Wyoming this year, which is beneficial to the Aztecs, I think, because as we just said, it's a tough place to play. So. Yeah, see no, how I, it turns out. It's um, you know, when you have you know you start having these you know bigger conferences with more teams, and you're going to have sometimes where you get a a number where you you got somebody can't play a team twice, and this year just that's kind of the rotation um, that it falls into. So I'm looking forward to talking to Jaden Ledee, though. I mean, he's we got a, a kind of a a sneak peek before. I mean, we knew what kind of player Jaden Ledee was from last year, but when we heard, let's bring him on here on Gwen and Chris. Jaden Ledee joins us here, uh, having a terrific season. Jaden, let's welcome. We'd like to welcome you on our show. How are you doing today, my man? Oh, uh, I'm great. Thank y'all for having me. Uh, Jaden, you're having a tremendous season. We kind of got to hear a little bit about it before the season even started from Coach Velasquez. He was adamant he was really looking forward to seeing what you were going to do once the season started you haven't disappointed all kinds of accolades coming your way what was it about this this particular summer you think that has really propelled you in the type of season you're having this year um you know this summer i just um kind of locked in on some different things that i knew i would i would have an opportunity to do this year you know last year's team was 
super deep, you know, so I had a, I had a specific role, and uh, I wanted to be a star of my role last year. And uh, I knew that I have a bigger role with so many guys leaving, and uh, kind of just locked in and kind of just got my mind right for it. That's about it. Jaden, uh, how was that last night? My goodness, it was a lot of fun to watch it. I can tell you that. I didn't have a chance to go to the game, but the atmosphere in Viejas Arena was off the charts, and you helped put it off the charts with that second half. Uh, tell us about how you came out so determined to get that game turned around in the second half, not only yourself but just the whole team, because they really got you involved right away. Um, Yeah, so they called out a statement, a great team. They uh, came out hit us in the mouth early. And uh, Coach Dutch and all the coaches kind of, you know, we went back in the locker room that first half. It was like, you know, adversity hits. What are you, what are you all going to do? Mm. And I think as a team, we just collectively said, you know, like, you know, we're not going to cower. We're just going to come out here the second half and give it all we got. And, you know, VA, VA to our fans are phenomenal. So, you know, when we get rolling, they get rolling, and we just feed off each other. So it was really awesome last night. What is it about Viejas? You obviously, you guys haven't lost a game there all season long. You guys are clearly uh, a really good ball club, whether you're on the road or at home. But particularly in Viejas, what is it about that building that you guys can be down 14, come out in the second half, and just absolutely drub a team like Colorado State, who is one of the better teams in the conference? Uh, I think, like I said, it's just protect the home court. You know, it's nothing like protecting your house. And uh, for the fans, man, they give us so much energy. And we know we're playing for ourselves. We're playing, you know, for San Diego State, but we also playing for the city of San Diego. So, you know, it's, it's a lot that we out here playing for. So we kind of give energy towards that. Jane Ledea is our guest. Uh, we're, we're excited to have him, especially after that uh, performance he turned in last night and, and the performance the Aztecs turned in. Jaden, uh, you know, your, last year's team – it was unbelievable, and what you accomplished was unbelievable. Uh, and now, you know, Mensa goes into the pros, and, and Keyshawn transfers, and Arope is now coaching with you guys. And, you know, Matt Bradley has moved on. He was the leading scorer. And, you know, you, you lose Seiko, who was a great – I mean, that's, a, that's five really good players. Yet I look at this year's team, and I think this year's team may be just as good as last year's team. I, I – you guys have really – everybody has taken it upon themselves, the ones who returned and the guys that are now contributing, to make this another really, really good team, don't you think? Oh, yes, sir. I think we, we – you're, like, you're right. We did lose some really great pieces, but we've added great pieces in Reese, Jay Powell. Um, who am I missing here? I mean, Bird Miles. stepped up. Ian yeah. stepped up. Heidi stepped up. I mean, no, nah, we – we have some really great pieces and um you know we're we're i think we're different in some areas in the team from last year but you know every team has their own identity and i think we're kind of just starting to come into ours you know as coach Dutch says we always we always try to get better as the year progresses jane jane ladee joins us leading score for the aztecs this year lead lead dog for the aztec this year uh, Jaden, i, I got to ask you you entered the nba draft last year you decided to pull out um, why was it that you decided to return uh, to this Aztec ball club? I mean, first of all, it's, it's hard to leave San Diego. I mean, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful city, right? You can't get can't get better than that. And then I just, you know, I just really loved, you know, San Diego State, and uh, 
I knew that coming back this year, I would have a bigger role. And uh, just trying to, you know, repeat what we did last year. I mean, even though last year was great and it was phenomenal and it would be a memory, it would stick with me forever. You know, we always said we came up just one step short and we just, I just kind of wanted to get back to that. Jaden is an All-American candidate, deservedly so, and we're lucky to have you here in San Diego. I know that you, you know, you played at TCU, you played at Ohio State, and what drew you to San Diego State? How did you wind up coming here? Um, yeah, when I was transferring from TCU, um, the coach at the time, uh, Coach Dave Morris, he, uh, Coach Jamo, he um, reached out um, and, you know, I I knew about San Diego State. I was from Houston, but I still knew about the program. Um, you know, like I said, I did my research for my family, and I really liked what they did here. And I was like, you know, once again, San Diego, it's a beautiful place. We've been here a few times in high school. I kind of just came out here and was like, you know, why not? You know, give it a shot, you know, out here in the West Coast. And, you know, it's been a match ever since. Jaden, you, you mentioned last year wanting to star in your role. Yeah, and obviously you knew what was coming ahead in terms of have, possibly having a big role should you return. Now, I would imagine there's some adjustment to coming in off the bench and just being asked to supply energy just to go from the beginning, whereas now you got defenses keying on you, you're getting doubles. How has that adjustment been from the role last year to this role and now mid, more than midway through the season having to adjust to how defenses are playing against you on a nightly basis? Oh yeah, it's definitely definitely adjustment. Um, you know the doubles and all the all the king in on me. It's just you know film study. The coaches are phenomenal at you know breaking things down for me and break things down in practice on what they think other teams might do. So you know, it's, uh, shout out to our staff for really helping me out with that. And you know, just me mentally, just being prepared, being prepared for whatever. You know, whatever they throw at me, I'm just gonna attack it. It's kind of been my mindset and um. You know, just working with the coaches and keeping that same mindset. That's it. Talk a little bit about Brian Dutcher. I know that the I know last night. I mean, I was watching the game, and when you picked up your second foul with nine minutes to go in the first half, the first thing you did is look over to the bench and wave your hand and say, "No, no, no, no! Do not take me out of this game." But he took you out, and you know, I it had to be difficult for him to keep you out because you guys were, you know, down twelve, down fourteen. Uh, but you know, coach seems to know best, doesn't he? He's got a he's got a great feel for things, and man, you had so much pent up energy that second half; it really paid off. Uh, talk about you know your thoughts on Coach Dutcher and just what it's like to get to play for him. Oh, coach Dutcher's a great guy. He's a player's coach. Uh, and what I love about him the most, you know, is he sees us as you know human beings more mm-hmm. so than you know basketball players. You know. He, we play basketball for him, yes, but I mean, he always talks about what about the other time that we're not on the court. He wants us to be great people, and that's what I've really learned from him and really admire about him. And, um, you know, I, like I said, on the, on the basketball court, he's just, you know, so smart. He knows the game. He's been around it for so long. And, um, you know, I just I can't speak enough about him. I think he's a phenomenal coach and even a better guy. Jaden, you've had some experiences in many different conferences, right? The Big 12, you've been in the Big 10. Um, Now you're in the Mountain West. Mm -hmm. Of those three, 
we contend that the travel and the the, the the teams you have to play, if you add in the altitude as well, it's got to be one of the more mm. difficult differences in terms of travel. What are your thoughts? You, you're probably one of the few that can actually speak to this that has, you know, been in a, a bunch of different conferences. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I was talking to some of my teammates about that the other day, just um, the attention to detail, I think, the Mountain West does coaching-wise. Mm. The You know, um, I feel like in, like, those bigger conferences sometimes it feels like, you know, you got five good guys, I got five good guys. I so just throw the ball out to who does the best versus, you know, there's a lot more scheming and a lot more, you know, the mental side of basketball in the Mountain West. And then, man, the altitude – I, that is something I still got to get used to. That is, <laughs> that is definitely an advantage for those schools when you have to fly out there. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely one of the better conferences as, as it's shown this year. Well, they're just preparing you for when you got to make an NBA road trip to play the Denver Nuggets. You're going to be ready, <laughs> Jaden. So that's it. I, yeah, I just what are you hearing about the NBA? I, I, I know you want to finish up this season and put everything, pour everything you have into the Aztecs. But you have to be thinking ahead, and, you know, we all think you're going to just, you know, have a great, you know, chance to play in the NBA with the the size and the, the skill you've shown this year. Are you hearing good things right now? Uh, I, I guess, I mean, you hear stuff, it's inevitable. But, I mean, I really haven't, you know, focused on any of those things right now. Like I said, I'm just trying to – I'm a day-by-day kind of guy. So I'm just trying to, you know, give everything I have right now and, when everything's said and done, hopefully all the cars fall in the right place. No doubt about it, Jaden. We certainly appreciate your time. We, we continue to support you uh, from from outside, or, or at least from the stands. And good luck the rest of the way. And uh, go Aztecs. Go Aztecs. I appreciate y'all. Jaden the D, forward for the Aztecs, uh, a possible All American, certainly leading this club in a lot of different categories. Uh, he's having a phenomenal season, and it, it, it was just put on display last night when he was able to have the second half that he was able to put together. Yeah, I, I don't, I, you know, I hope he makes it to All American. I mean, it, it's pretty tough for somebody from the Mountain West. I mean, we've seen what happens with the rankings, Tony. We don't even have a single team ranked in the top twenty-five. Yeah, you know, they're going to probably want to go with somebody from what they perceive to be a bigger school. You know, that's on television more, national television. But I don't think there can be five guys in the country that are better than Jaden right now. It's hard to I mean, imagine. He's just had, yeah, he's just had that kind of a season. And even when he doesn't score, I know there's games where they double and triple team him. They still run the offense through him. And he's, he's done a much better job of passing out of yeah. those double teams, finding the open guy. And, you know, he's the reason that that offense works. And he's worked on his defense. He's a pretty good post defender now. Um, and, and you know, he, I think he's got a shot in the NBA. The only, the only thing we've heard, Tony, that might deter him from, you know, getting the kind of chances that some other guys is he's 25 years old. He's a little older, but I, I still don't see why with that body and that skill, somebody's not going to want to get him on their club. He just seems like he's getting better and better as the year goes along. I mean, he he struggled yeah. early when they started doubling him, and it seems like each game that he's gotten a chance to see it, the better he's got at he's gotten at uh, getting out or getting the ball out to his shooters, and the Aztecs have rewarded him. Let's before we uh, get to break, we got some traffic and then the break from the ninety-seven-three The Fan Traffic Center. Here's Kelly Danik. 
We still have a couple of problems along south on 805. One is this accident near La Jolla Village Drive. Tow trucks on scene. Everything should be over the right shoulder by now. Then in the south bay, south on 805, right before H Street. There is a collision. Try to clear that out of lanes. Also eastbound 54 at the 125. A collision over to the right shoulder. Now traveling on the coastline, southbound side of the 5, right before Delmar Heights Road. We have reports of some metal debris in two right lanes. I'm Kelly Danik with Gwyn and Chris, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. I would like to bring something up real quick while I have the time. Go ahead, Scrabby. Tony, is everything okay? Because you're I can't having a talk. tough time yeah. to talk today. I don't know what's going on. Something, what is that? Could you play your sounder? I don't know what's going on with I my mouth right now. Yes, because uh, earlier Tony was <laughs> trying to, I believe, talk with yeah. someone who was delivering something at their house, at his house, and he was trying to say, she said Happy Valentine's Day. He was trying to say it back, but it came out like, day and the woman was like i'm sorry (laughs) and the funny part is i I was watching her on my ring as i was talking and you could see like the discomfort of her trying to make out (laughs) what i was trying to say she i don't know if she knew i was looking at her but it was like you could just if i could if there was a thought bubble yeah in her, like right to next to her head, it would be like, what the hell? It was really funny. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my mouth right now. <laughs> and then I can't even get the first question out to Jaden. It's been a, it's been one of those Yo, days today. The only thing I have to say about that is, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, let's get to break. Four o'clock hour on the way. Chris versus the fans. Eight three three two eight eight zero nine seven three. More Gwen and Chris on the way. Off the uh, 4 o'clock hour, Crisello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby today on uh, 97.3 The Fan. You can watch the show on YouTube. Just search uh, 97.3 The Fan on YouTube. If you missed any part of our interview, we just concluded with Jaden Ledee, the uh, superstar for the San Diego State men's basketball team. You can uh, listen anytime you like at 97.3TheFanSD.com or go to the Odyssey app. Uh, Tony, I was struck by his comment when you asked him, you know, why he wanted to return this year. And, you know, he was pretty, pretty pointed in saying, well, you know, I got within one game of winning the national championship last year. I, I want to get back to that again. I, I can imagine. You know, I can imagine that's yeah, something a lot that of pulls Aztec, you back. That's right. A lot of Aztec fans, myself included, would say, you know, that season's going to be almost impossible to repeat. But as you and I have discussed before, as a team, as a player, if you don't think you can do it, then you're not going to do it. Right. And it sounds to me like, you know, he's hell-bent on doing that, getting back to that championship. And, I, you know, it's going to take somebody pretty big and strong to get in his way. And you would have to think with the, the type of guys who returned off of that team that, that's probably he's probably not alone in that thought. You know, I mean, there's yeah. some guys who played significant minutes that were a part of that team last year that I I'd be willing to bet feel exactly the same way. Yeah, Lamont Butler, Darion Trammell. I mean, uh, the the cupboard was not bare, and uh, Brian Dutcher I think's done a great job this year. I, you know, they've taken a couple of losses on the road that uh, I know Aztec fans would like to have back. But as you and I pointed out, they've had that target on their back all year long. They are everybody's biggest game of the season. And it is just that tough to win on the road 
in the Mountain West. So, yeah. you know, but every time they've lost, they've come right back. And last night was just, uh, that's a memorable game. I mean, you're going to remember that game for a long time if you're an Aztec fan. To, to do what they did in the second half. Yeah, that was a butt whoop. Uh, we do have, yeah, that was really something. Uh, we do have an update, uh, and we've been following the story all day. We're just trying not to turn our entire show into this story, but we're certainly not avoiding it. The uh, senseless shooting today in Kansas City at the uh, site of the Super Bowl parade for the Chiefs. One person killed they're now saying, Tony, there are eight others that have light threat, life-threatening injuries. Yeah, uh, twenty-five people wounded. Uh, it's it, you know, three people are now in custody. Yeah. So there's that bit of good news, but uh, you know, we said we would update you on it. We've we've both spoken on it, and it's just it's just a sad, sad state of affairs to have something like this happen on a day that was supposed to be about nothing but fun and celebration. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, know, the, you know, as you can imagine in these type of situations, it's, it's hard to get, and I, I mentioned this earlier, it's hard to get exact details. That's why the numbers are changing um, in terms of the injured and, and uh, apparently even of the uh, alleged suspects, right? There was two, now there's three. Um, right. I, 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 you can't close the door that these numbers can change still, given the amount of people that were yeah. out at that parade and, and in harm's way. Well, the one thing we can all do is just send along all of our best thoughts and, you know, hopes and wishes for, you know, the people that are working on, you know, trying to save these people, you know, are, are able to be successful in what they're doing. Because, uh, as you said earlier, these first responders in Kansas City and even some of the people that were at the parade who helped subdue one of the suspects have, uh, have done some great things. All right, we'll keep you up to date with that, but uh, we are going to have some fun on the show, as we usually do, and we have arrived at that time of the day, Scraby, where we play a little Chris versus the fans. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself, howdy do, now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. And I don't think Chris is in a place to do the prize read, so I'll take care of that today. Handle gentlemen. that, Scrape. I'll handle it. I can do that. I just need to find it. There it is. You're qualified for a grand prize, a two-night stay at Westgate Las Vegas, and two tickets to Air Supply with a legacy spanning decades. Air Supply continues to captivate hearts. Now in their 45th anniversary year, the duo continues to play more than 130 shows a year worldwide. Join us in celebrating their music and enduring legacy on May 31st and June 1st, 2024 at the Westgate International Theater at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. The Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino features newly designed premier rooms, part of their $70 million room renovations, home of legendary Vegas fun. With a career spanning in 40, over 45 years, I hope their air supply is still good. <laughs> Where's your rinse There it is. Yes. <laughs> I hope their air supply is brutal. Good. I mean, 45 years, it's probably a little bit musty in that Absolutely room. Absolutely <laughs> You be careful, young man. You be careful, yeah. youngster. What did I do? All right, let's, uh, let's get our first. I got I to gotta do the rules. Oh, you haven't done the rules yet. No, you You're have to make it through three. You're just busy 
cracking bad jokes. I was reading the prize and then cracked a bad oh, joke. Oh, my fault. All right, go ahead. You have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get the question wrong and Chris gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or win. Tony's doing some weird stuff with his mouth I just want to make sure I'm opening my mouth so I don't keep, I don't know what you call it. He's literally doing speaking exercises. (laughs) Anyway, if you're a first-time player, player, player. Let us know before we get into it. This is a weird show today. Uh, Let us know before you get into it. You get the first question for free. Diana, you are our first contestant of Hump Day. Welcome to the show. This is not Diana. Does anybody know a Diana? Okay. <laughs> That's my wife. Okay, ah. what's your name? All right. Good for hey, you. Chris. 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 All right. Okay, I'm going to change that in the phone right now. <laughs> all right. Chris. Sorry about that. All no, good. it's all good. All good. Here I we for- go. I actually forgot to come check on you. Chris, so. <laughs> do you want to wish your wife Diana happy Valentine's Day while you have a moment? Absolutely. Happy Valentine's Day for like the 15th time today. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you, you can never oh, say it too many times, Chris. Here we go. That's first, right. That's first question. Right. <laughs> I can't ask that one. What? What MLB team did Padres pitching coach Ruben Niebla start his coaching career with? That would be the Cleveland Guardians. We'll accept the Guardians. Good job. job. On to question number two. It was the Indians then. Yeah. 2012. We knew. Petco Park is physically located at what address? Tony Gwynn Drive. 300 Tony Gwynn Drive. Stay there. Stay there. I'm not sure about yeah. Chris on this one. I don't keep track of this stuff. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it's Park Boulevard, but I don't know the number. I'll say 200 Park Boulevard. No idea. Saved by the answer. Seriously. Chris, I- I'll tell you, man, if you would have just left it at Tony Gwynn Drive, I think we could have let you we slide. Yeah. But then you threw the 300 on there. I was like, nah, we can't go with 300. Oh, it's, over. it's actually on Tony Gwynn Drive? <laughs> it's it 19 yeah. Tony Gwynn Drive. Yeah, that's the official address. E- oh, really? E- either oh. way, Chris advances to the final round here. Here we go. Wow, nice job. This is a tough one. There's just no way of getting around. <laughs> Who is the leading scorer in WNBA history? History. Um, Candace Parker. Candace Parker. Best guess. Stay Hold on. Ello's got to get this. There. Is this, uh, this is most points total. Not Correct. that I'm going to have a different Correct. guess, Correct. but I am going with Diana Taurasi. I'm not going to have a different guess, but I'm going to guess the correct answer. <laughs> Sorry about Sorry, that, Chris. Chris. Thank you for playing. Sorry, Chris. So close. Yeah. But no cigar. Diana, she's, she's leading, I believe, by like 3,000-something points. Yeah, and she's still playing, oh, wow. too. So she's, way out there. Oh, I, she's not retired. Yeah. Oh, Sue Bird retired. Yes, yeah, Sue okay, Bird retired. Right. Diana Taurasi's still going hard in the paint. Uh, let's go to our next contestant, Matt. Welcome to the show, Matt. 
Boys, my Seattle Mariners are getting to work. It's a beautiful day. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, Matt. Here we go. First question. Recently scapegoated (laughs) coach Steve Wilkes was a head coach for what team before being fired? Well, Arizona Cardinals is the head coach. I think there's an interim head coach. We're going to stop you before you run yourself out of that answer. Cardinals is correct. Question number two. Which NFL team holds the record for most Super Bowl MVPs? Who lost but got a Super Bowl MVP? Oh, Steelers. Steelers. Mm, I feel like Chris kind of knows this one, but I don't know. Wait, what is this? Most Super Bowl MVPs? On a team. Like, who has... What what team team has the most Super Bowl MVPs? Well, I have a... I'm going to... Yeah, I mean, the Patriots and the Steelers have both won six. And there's only been one member of a losing team that's ever won it, and that's Dallas, which would give them six. So I don't know what he wants the Patriots or if he wants Dallas. Give or he should have Pittsburgh. Pit, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Patriots before you buzz me. Incorrect. Oh. Incorrect. It was the Cowboys. Cowboys. They had seven somehow. How many did they have? Seven. Seven. Oh, you know why? Because oh. a defensive ah, player, I just right? figured it out. No, they had one year where two guys shared it. Ah, oh, oh, that's a lame is. way to win an MVP. So, well, yeah. either so way, they have seven. Yeah, that's right. Good job, Scraby. That's a good question. Thank you. Good question. Thank I should have figured it out. Wow, you don't get that. I don't. Very that means often. it was a good question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I believe Matt, you were on to round number three. Yeah. All right, Matt. You're a Mariner fan, so I'm gonna take you out that way. Are you going to ask the question? No, I'm not. I'm not going to ask that question. I'll change my mind. What is Mike Schilt's middle name? Mike Schilt's middle name. Can I have the baseball, the other question? <laughs> I, I can't because I kind of gave you the answer. I can guarantee always. that Chris doesn't know this. John. John. <laughs> Mike John Schilt. Stay there. Well, this is as good, of an, good a guess as I could have. I'm going to go with that he uses his middle name, so I'm going to say his middle name is Michael. Oh, interesting. I like that. That's kind of like the same. Yeah. Wow. It's not, it's not right, though. It's not in. It's not right. Matt, congratulations on the win there. Hang on for a sec. Uh, Scraby gets you on the other side. The answer for those who really want to know what Mike Schilt's middle name is Timothy. Mike Timothy. Timothy. Michael Timothy right. Schilt. Yep. Yeah. Boom. I'm sure he's happy that we just told everybody that. I mean, it's too. on his Wikipedia page. I don't think it's a big deal. You got to hang with him, Mike. Sorry. You got to hang with him. Sorry. Someone or Dan on the chat said Scraby gets a huge smile when he gets the buzz, Chris. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. Does. I can't he hide does. it. He does, though. I can't hide does it. Anybody, does anybody still wonder why I give him grief over bad <laughs> questions? 
He definitely he celebrates my demise he every does. time. He definitely does. I like the yeah. Cheshire cat smile when I get to buzz <laughs> Chris. It's amazing. Yeah. He's so, all excited. All right. Uh, who brought us in? Uh, it's Chris, huh? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I did. Uh, we got a few things to do here. Uh, there's no Padre news today of any kind, but there is this. Mm. And I thought we'd share it. All the Tony is aware of this. But maybe not all of our listeners are aware of it. The Padres announced their official broadcast plans for spring training. Yes. And uh, the first game that will be carried right here on 97.3 The Fan is a week from Thursday when the Padres take on the Los Angeles Dodgers. So we will finally, after a long wait, get to hear Jesse Agler and uh, my partner down in Peoria. For, uh, it's a week from tomorrow, so God, that's amazing how close it is. it is. It is. Is it a week from? Is it really a week? No, yeah, it is. Week from tomorrow. Yeah. tomorrow. Yep. yep. Yeah, week from tomorrow, February twenty second, first spring training game. I mean, that's that's great. That's that's close. We can we can survive eight more days. Oh so. yeah, it's getting closer and closer that's for sure. News. All right, let's. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's not my turn, huh? We need. To oh get yes, a break, let's. Uh, <laughs> we need to let's get uh, break, take a break. Though. More Gwen and Chris coming up after a check of traffic. I honestly don't know how I missed this yesterday as we went over the scheduling kind of quirks, positives. Uh, most traveled team in 2024 goes to, drum roll please, San Diego Padres. Wow. 51,690 miles. Now, we're also one of two teams going to Korea uh, this year. That is is added into the mileage. The Dodgers are second. I would assume the Dodgers are just second because they have to go to Anaheim instead of having to drive from San Diego to L.A., you know? So they have less miles to drive to Anaheim than San Diego does have to any other place. Wait, what? What is I'm confused. What does Anaheim have to do with it? Very good, Waldo. (laughs) So they have they have like just a little bit less than the Padres, right? Number of miles they're traveling? Uh, a little over two thousand miles less. Okay. Never mind. We're drama (laughs) we're drama theory. We're drama theory, everybody. I'm sorry. Uh Padres Dodgers. Imagine that the Mariners and the uh the Mariners and the Marlins have to be way up there though, because they're at the two corners of the The Mariners usually lead the league, but they're third this year because of the Korea trip. So they're still at the top. They're at forty seven thousand four hundred and thirty eight miles. The Giants. It's all West Coast teams that are taking it on the chin this year. Padres, Dodgers, Mariners, Giants, A's, Angels, Diamondbacks. Lead the way in mileage, followed by the Marlins, Mets, Phillies. The teams with the fewest, and this is where, you know, I did miss being in the Central after I got traded. Because the Central is just, yes, they got. I was going to ask you how wonderful they life got was the, when you were in Milwaukee. I, the thing is, I didn't realize it because it was the only team I knew at the time how good the Central has it. Yeah. But you figure it out real quick yeah. when your remaining teams are, that you played for are either on the coast of the West on the coast of the east. So, um, Pirates, Cardinals, Cubs, Reds, Guardians. <laughs> Fewest miles tri- traveled. Yeah. Pa- Pirates lead the way with 25,389 miles. Now, just, that's double. Padres doubled that this year. Yeah. Good yeah. luck to you, Tony Gwynn Jr. Good luck to you. I, th- you know, know, I, I, complained, wish- I complained a lot about the travel last year, and I don't think we led, <laughs> led the league in, in mileage. So Nope. <laughs> It'll be even more this year. You might be more this year. We, somebody else we really ought to congratulate, though. We didn't 
I don't think we talked about it yesterday, although I didn't wasn't with the whole show. But I at least wanted to get it in about Jenny Kavner being the new voice of the Oakland Athletics. We did uh, this indeed. Is a, yeah. Okay. Good. I mean, and I know we're going to have Jenny on the show. I think it's Friday. Yes. We're excited, but this is a this is a historical achievement that she has been able to you know to get. And you know, no no you know woman has ever been the lead play by play voice for a major league baseball team. This is unbelievable, Tony. I mean, it is. It's, you it's... know, I, I I'm going to look up one day, and Jenny Kavner is going to be. They're going to have her her headset in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I, you know, she's blazing trails all over the place. I don't know that I've ever been happier for someone in, in this industry since I started. I mean, I, Jenny and I go way back. She was covering the Padres when I was playing here. And uh, to see her, I mean, she, she was super apologetic because I sent her a text congratulating her yesterday, and I snuck in asking her if she'd come on the show uh, at the same time, and she didn't get back to me. And I, I, I imagine she didn't get back because everybody and their mom was probably trying to contact her and, and get her on. And yeah. so I didn't think nothing of it. She called like super apologetic. And I was like, you just literally made history. Please do not be apologizing yeah. for not calling me back. I'm sure your phone was, was, was probably dead from all the people calling. But she will be on the show on Friday. We actually got a, a nice show lined up, nice couple shows lined up for you over the next couple of days. Uh, Joe Musgrove will join us tomorrow. Um, who else we got scraped tomorrow? We got another one tomorrow. I think we got Sean Lewis tomorrow, too, the Aztec football coach. Sean Lewis man. tomorrow. We got, I must um, be a great producer. You must be, Scraby. Kudos to you, man. <laughs> I You're out here doing the isn't work. Isn't it amazing whenever we get good guests, Tony, it's you and I who get them? I just, I'm oh, oh wait, there. wait. You, you, you're not supposed to pull back the curtain. I stayed up all night trying to get Sean Lewis. Uh, Friday, we'll have Jenny Kavanaugh as well. Uh, but we'll also have... The Aztecs baseball coach, Sean Cole, on to talk a little bit about their season. They get underway on Friday as well. Both USD and SDSU get underway Friday. USD, tough matchup. I think they have Texas uh, to to start the season this year. So uh, college baseball also getting ready to kick off the start of a new uh, regime here at San Diego State. So we look forward to talking to Sean Cole. Um, Yeah. Brock, uh, One more thing on Jenny Kavner. When I yeah, was, yeah, uh, you know, way way back when I was doing a high school football game of the week on television, back on the old Channel Four, Tony, when you were playing pride for the Padres, they did uh, during you know the off Padres see whatever. There was a Channel Four high school football game of the week. She was our she was our Aaron Andrews. Yeah, yeah. Throw down to the sideline to Jenny. So you know, I I wrote her yesterday and said, you know, now that you're you know, the play-by-play voice. Could you think you can get me a little sideline work with you? <laughs> on the the flip side. I mean, flip it around, you know, I mean, she's just, I mean, what she's done is, you know, for, for, for young ladies out there, she's yeah. blazing a trail, you know, for young women who want to try to get into broadcasting. She's proven that you can do it at the highest level. This is, it's, I'm just amazed and excited, so excited for her. I think the so. thing I, I'm most happy for is that, this is an organization that's getting ready to move into a, a new city and ballpark, and her voice is going to be the one that is is leading it into this new era. The, the new baseball fans that will be, um, you know, taking on a new team and, and becoming fans of it. She'll be the voice that is is the lead, leading the way on that. I didn't even think about and, that, but and, you're right. And she gets an awesome partner too, by the way, Dallas Braden. Oh I mean, yeah. It, 
I don't oh, know. Right. I don't couldn't know that it perfect. couldn't be a better match yeah, than those two right there. I think it, I think it's going to be terrific, terrific watch for listening to both of those guys, both of the people. I hate to I hate to say it this way, but the uh, broadcast team is going to be far better than the baseball team. So, <laughs> yep. Unfortunately, that's, you know, that's listen. Have to I, be the way it goes I think for a while. folks in San Diego can relate to tuning in to a broadcast. Not necessarily because the team was good, but because of the voices that were on there, right? I mean, that was Jerry Coleman and yeah, Ted Leitner for a very, very long time. Unfortunately for the A's, it, it, it could be one of those situations for a little bit. But they'll have yeah. they'll have two terrific people, especially Jenny, um, leading away. All right, let's get to break. We got to let Chris get going because uh, he's got a basketball game to no, do. No, he'll say he's he's staying for the Big Five, and then he's he's. Oh, gone. that's right. I forgot. My fault, everybody. Are you okay? But thank you, Tony. I appreciate No, I'm still, that. can you tell I'm still struggling yes. speaking to? Yes, you, yes, you sound like me. <laughs> I don't know if I had coffee. I didn't have coffee. I don't know why I'm like just on 100 miles per hour. I can't even pronunciate anything right now. Well, let's go to break. Go ahead. You take us to break. I don't want to, yeah, let me reset my <laughs> okay. mouth. You take us to break. Great. All right. The Big Five on the other side. We got a lot to talk about in the Big Five, including some of the managers that are already on the hot seat. According to Scraby. According to me, yes. That's what we'll do when we get back. 97.3 The Fan. Ben and Woods on The Fan. I want to hear him read this this romantic song from a guy we know very well, Barry White. This is absolutely perfect. So if you would, Paulie, this is Love Serenade. Take, take it off. Baby, take it all off. I want to see you the way you came into the world. I don't want to feel no clothes. I don't want to see no panties. And take <laughs> off that brassiere, my dear. <laughs> Listen to Ben and Woods weekdays from 6 to 10 on 97.3 The Fan. Well, 435. Uh, Scravy, autopsies are starting to come out of your San Francisco 49ers. Oh, I mean, they've been coming out since they lost. Yeah, but you're, what, what did you call uh, Tim? Tim uh, Kawakami? Kawakami? Yeah. What oh, did you call him? Oh, the uh, Bay Area writer for The Athletic. He's the Bernie Wilson of the Bay Area, <laughs> meaning he will say what's on his mind. He does not care who it bothers. Uh, he's the, he has a, a just an article just came out 36 minutes ago. It says, 49ers scapegoat? Question mark. Steve Wilkes firing is a bad look, but the mistake was hiring an ill-fitting defensive coordinator. Now, you go through the article. I've only gone through a little bit of it. It seems as though the big dogs, I consider the big dogs. No, no, not that big. (laughs) (laughs) Big dog. What's up, big dog? (laughs) Greatest. That's going to be one of the best memes of 2024. Oh, I used it over the weekend. (laughs) Um, It seems as though the big dogs, and when I say that, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, um, among your probably your two best defensive players, May not have been feeling Mr. Wilkes. I Seems read like this. he was, according to the article, he's much more reserved than what they were used to. Focused a lot more on the defensive backs, which was his specialty. Yeah. That's how he came, cut his teeth. Uh, and that is kind of the vibe you get early in the article. Now I got to read through the rest, see where uh, where Tim ends up at the end of this article. But it certainly seems like you know the guys who matter may not have been. Um, Big Wilkes fans. Yes, they're not. Like, I I heard right after the Super Bowl, not right after, but like yesterday, I think I read that they didn't feel prepared for the Super Bowl. Uh, The defense, some of the defensive guys said that. And by the way, this lineman 
for the 49ers that's all over social media being an idiot. Which one? The one that oh, threw the one teammate out of the name. bus? Oh, or the one that responded the, to the teammate no, under the bus? The, the one who threw the teammate under the bus is going after Jalen Carter now and saying that Jalen Carter said he was going to murder his family. And it's just like, dude, This is a, fall, this is a spiraling out of control, stop. man, after a loss. Just get off Twitter, dude. And he said he was hungover and that's why he did it. I, I, I've I, I, never I, I, sent... <laughs> Hey, when I read that yesterday, I thought to myself, I was like, man, I don't know if I've ever said anything because I was hungover. Maybe yeah. because I, I, I had too drunk. much to drink. That's right? what but it is called. Not because I was hungover. That's not a good, that doesn't make you look any better. No, no it doesn't. Oh, guys, it's okay. I talk trash about my teammate because I was hungover. <laughs> All right, let's uh, check some traffic and then get to our big five. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. I gotta tell you guys, it is nice to have baseball news back in our news feeds. I was planning on saying that a little bit better, but it didn't come out that way. I'm just excited. I love looking at my Google News Sports to, to see what's going on in the morning, and there's a ton of baseball stories. We're going to talk about Justin. Some managers are on the hot seat. The Royals are going to kick people out of Kansas City. Downtown. Manager, managers are on hot seats already? Yes, but I think it will make sense to you. So okay. let's get started. Number five. And MLB.com, our guy Will Leitch, was tasked with listing six managers on the hot seat to start 2024. And there are some pretty big names on it. Now, I'm only going to give you five because he named the Astros manager as the six. But that guy literally hasn't even managed a game yet. So... He's not in the running for me. But the biggest names on the list are Aaron. <laughs> because you guys aren't going to say you're just You're just arbitrarily deciding that he's not going to be how included. Can you, how can you be on the hot seat before you even manage one game? <laughs> Sorry, he's not on my hot I, I love Will Leitch, but I, I, don't, I don't understand this, this whole thing. Uh, so the other names on the list are Aaron Boone, Dave Roberts, Oliver Marmel, A.J. Hinch, and Davey Martinez of the Nationals. So, Chris... Which of those guys get canned first this year, if any? Uh, well, I would say if the Cardinals get off to a slow start, Marmol would be the guy. I, I, I know that, that putting Aaron Boone on lists like these is really a popular thing to do. And, you know, I know the Yankees didn't have a great year last year, but I, I think Aaron Boone is a good manager, and I think Brian Cashman thinks he's a good manager. Dave Roberts, I don't believe, is going anywhere. Uh, I mean, the guy wins 100 games every year, and I know Dodger fans cry about his playoff results, but you trade him in for 100 wins, you may start getting 85 wins. So, But Marmol's coming off a last-place finish last year. The Cardinals, they're really disappointed. I could see them, if they were in trouble at the All-Star break, making a move. And then the, the other guy I think is under a lot of pressure is whoever it is taking Justy Baker's job in Houston. <laughs> oh, that's right. You took him out of the running. I did because he hasn't managed a game yet. That's good. All right. Um, His name, by the way, is Joe Espada. Yeah. Uh, yes. Whew. I agree. I, I don't think uh, – Aaron Boone is, is a name that certainly is on that list, but I don't see that happening – if it does happen until after the season, it wouldn't be. Have a hard time seeing the Yankees um, can their manager 
at the very beginning of the season. I just can't, or during the course of the season. So for that reason, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Ali Marmo as well. I thought you guys. I'm I'm tempted to say AJ Hinch a little bit because Detroit, you know, it's been a slow build and and um, they have it. They haven't seemingly taken the, the the leap forward that I think everybody was expecting, especially last year. Um, but it probably is uh, Ollie Marmo, and I don't say that because I'm not fond of the guy. I think he's a really good manager, but unfortunately, he is managing a Cardinal organization that has really seen nothing but success. It's been a long time since they finished in the depths of where they finished last year, so. Um, I think he probably is the one on the hottest seat. The hottest seat. Dave Roberts not on your hot seat at all? No. To back-to-back just, eliminations you, in the first round? Uh, you, so you, you, you're hiring a, 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 a ringer now to come in for just playoffs only? It doesn't work like that. Like No, I get that. I, no, I'm not talking to you, you per se. You're I'm just, at me, I, No, I'm not. Yeah. I promise you. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm just saying, as Chris said, if your manager is going out and winning 100 games every year, and then all of a sudden, you get to the playoffs, and the dudes who are supposed to be playing well don't play well. Guess what? You're probably not going to have that kind of success. I mean, there's a reason why Mookie Betts is talking about wanting to change his um, kind of luck that he's had in, in the postseason. Freddie Freeman has disappeared in the two, two postseason. Not disappeared, but they're not playing at the level that they need to play at in order sure. for those teams. So. This ain't on. It's not as though there were that the series were all that close, right? I mean, it's not as though like Dave Roberts made a bad decision here and therefore they lost the game. They quite frankly weren't in any of those series. I mean, that's going back to when the Padres beat them um, twenty two. Twenty two, right? They won Game One, and then the Padres, you know, spanked their backsides for the next three. (laughs) That was a good way of putting it. Dodger fans would all love to get rid of Dave Roberts. They'd all love to get rid of Dave Roberts, but they're going to be left holding the bag if they do. They hundred percent will. All right, left holding the bag. He says, "Houston, Houston, Houston, Houston Houston Astros ace Justin Verlander is dealing with a shoulder issue that Uh has delayed his spring training timeline and could jeopardize his status for opening day." Verlander told reporters today that he is a couple weeks behind his traditional schedule after experiencing a little hiccup in his pitching shoulder. Anytime hiccup and pitching shoulder, it's not good to be mentioned together. But he, he said, quote, I'm a little behind schedule right now. I had a little hiccup early on that's resolved itself. But I have to be really cautious with how I'm building up. I guess my body doesn't respond the same at 40 as it did at 25. So I'm a couple weeks behind. Verlander has been effective into his 40s. Tony, do you think... He's going to live up to a $43 million contract this season. I first want to extend my arms out and welcome Mr. Verlander to the 40s. Oh, I was like, what? Because uh, (laughs) the whole body not quite adapting or adjusting like it once did is going to be a very familiar statement for him, I think, this season. But I do think... You know, if there's somebody who can still live up to it, it, it may come a little bit later. It might even look a little bit different. But uh, I think the one thing Justin has proven over time is that um, he figures out he, he has been found a way to figure out how to get guys out, even when he's not, you know, throwing up in the upper 90s like he used to. He, he can pitch. There's a, you don't get to this 
stage of your career being this effective unless you know how to do so. So I think it'll, it might look a little different, but I think he'll live up to that 43 mil. All right. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Do you think Justin Verlander lives up to the $43 million contract this season? No, I think this is a bad signing for the Astros. Um, I think if you look at his what he happened to him last year, uh, he didn't really do much of anything for the Mets, and I'm pretty sure that the Mets regret having signed him. So to me, I think $43 million is an awful lot to lay on a guy that, to me, has a little something to prove. Now, his career is phenomenal, but... You're asking if he's going to earn this $43 million this year. I don't, I don't know that he can. I don't know that he's going to stay healthy enough to earn that. So that's, you know, I mean, like Tony said and has said, age or uh, father, father time, time is undefeated. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying it's over for, it's not over for Verlander. I just don't know that he's worth that money anymore. All right. That is a lot of money, $43 million. Uh, the Chiefs showed their trust in Steve Spagnolo, their defensive coordinator, by signing him to a contract extension they announced today. He guided the Chiefs to the second-best scoring defense in the regular season in 2023, and the Chiefs uh, won their eighth straight AFC West championship also in 2023. They allowed an average of 17.3 points per game. He also uh, he was also with the team when they won the Super Bowl in 2019 and 2022. So, Chris, why do you think there's no interest for Steve Spagnuolo as a head coach? Well, I'll answer it this way. First of all, I don't know that there's interest from Speed, Steve Spagnola in being a head coach. I mean, I haven't heard that, number one. Number two, the problem with him is that he works too late into the season. <laughs> I mean, every, every coaching job's already been filled before the Super Bowl was over, right? So they couldn't have hired him, even if a team wanted him. They couldn't have hired him until today. And nobody wanted to wait that long. I mean, this guy's been in the Super Bowl coaching pretty much, you know, three of the last, four of the last five years, right? So I, I think that's the biggest reason of all that and the fact that I think he's just comfortable where he is. He's great at doing what he does. And, uh, he, he was rewarded with a big, big extension. So, I mean, you know, why, why take on the headaches that Andy Reid and others have to take on? I think he's comfortable where he's at. Tony, what do you think about this? <clears throat> well, he he, ha he has been a head coach at one time. The Rams, I yeah, think. Yeah, it, it didn't work out. and uh, It was the Rams. Uh, it was the Rams. <laughs> and um, But, you know, in the same token, it's possible for a guy to experience being a head coach and, and coming to the conclusion that that's not where he wants to be, not his strong suit. Um, we know for a fact he can go some defense. I mean, he's won what? He's been a part of four Super Bowl winning teams as a defensive coordinator. So um, he he certainly knows how to do that. He's going to be paid handsomely to do that, and he gets to do it in a terrific organization like the Chiefs. Um, I, I would say it's a combination of maybe teams still having the last time he was a head coach in the back of their mind, and maybe it's also a piece of him not finding the right opportunity just yet to get him to move from – his cozy opportunity now. I think it's because he works with Andy Reid. Apparently, uh, any coach under Andy Reid is not going to be offered a head coaching position. So. Uh, that he might Number two. 
Uh, the Royals have announced plans for a new ballpark proposed in downtown Kansas City, but not everyone is excited about it. The proposed site downtown is currently occupied by small businesses, and those people are going to have to move if this whole thing goes through. A business owner said, quote, are they going to eminent domain and make people move because they have they have chosen to and have enough money? Or are they going to pay people what their property is worth and give them a space to go in uh, enough time frame to do it? Tony, is this the price of entertainment? <laughs> it's gravy. You are ridiculous, <laughs> man. It's um, a great question. It's ass- a great question. Because you know where uh, I stand I do on this. Assuming so. this business owner is being honest with the options that are available to him. Uh, is this the price of doing business? Sometimes, not all the time. To kick business owners that have been out there for this, 50 years. This does not have. Mm. See, you're part of the problem here. <laughs> this is why no he one. Is. This Scraby, is why Scraby, no Scraby, one you wants sound to. Like st- you're a, <laughs> no, Scraby sounds like he's a business leader in San Diego. <laughs> That's he doesn't what want I to was, do anything big. Time. I was literally what are you talking about. This is why no one wants a stadium because the way you have presented the issue right here gives it as though when stadiums come in. You're getting kicked out of your properly, place. If they properly pay these people for their property and they own the property and all that stuff, I have no issues with it. But to come in and say, hey, we're building a stadium, get out. <laughs> Not a fan <laughs> of that. Um, got to make some concessions if you want to be big league. You got to make some concessions. <laughs> I don't think having to shut down small businesses I, I, over you for don't 50 like years it. is the concession I'm willing to make. You don't like it, and Joe's horned rim glasses shop doesn't like it either. But you know what? Sorry, uh, you know we're bringing in a new stadium for the betterment of our of our community, for the betterment of our you know our fan base, everything. I mean, sports teams. This is the exact reasoning why San Diego is stuck where it is because we don't want to we don't want to upset any of the nickel and dimers out there. And so as a result, we're a, we're a you know last place city. In terms of the kind of, you know, structures and arenas and things like that that we don't have, I don't know I don't that there's. I don't know. I don't know that there's much to add to that. There's great. You know what I'll say is you guys don't care about small business. That's not that true. Is what I'm at all right here. That is just a lie. Because it is. Very important to me that small businesses I, I of don't, 50 plus years should continue to operate and not have to I, cease operation. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I'm sure there's a little more to it than what you're presenting us because there usually is. This was a reaction article. so it, Of course it, I mean, it was. They just did it yesterday, so there's going to be more that comes out there, well, there's it. First of all, there's not even a guarantee that it's going in yeah, the spot. Yeah, they have to spot. do a vote. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's what I'm well, saying. Well, that's why the article was these small businesses are, are trying to get I'm people sure to I'm sure there out. are other spots. Available to Kansas City, that they can they, also. I think they want that downtown think, spot. <laughs> I think that's the only. That's spot. the only spot they yeah, want. Huh? That's the only right. spot. Fair enough. Well, Joe's horned rim glasses is in a very ideal location. <laughs> I, I feel bad for Joe. Yeah, everybody's like, "Wow, it's really sunny out here. I need to put my horned rim glasses." <laughs> I feel bad for Joe. <laughs> One. Uh, speaking of Kansas City, lots of Kansas City here. The last three have been Kansas yeah. City stuff. Kansas City is uh, it's, it's been on, on the map the today, yeah. On top of the for, world. For good reasons and bad reasons. Yes, yes, true. Uh, Chris Jones, the defensive tackle of the Chiefs, he is a free agent, and he said he wants to come back. He said at the parade today, I need three of those rings, baby. Mm. We ain't done yet. Kansas City, we, we'll be back here next year. And for those who want Chris Jones gone, I ain't going nowhere, baby. I want to be here this year, Talking next to year, you, and Scraby. the year after. Um, 
I never. I always thought he was talking to KC people because. I just thought anyway. he was talking to you. Uh, Chris, is KC a place you take a discount to win titles? Because that's what Chris Jones is likely going to have to do here. Yeah, I think. I mean, there. Of course. I mean, if you want to win a championship right now in the National Football League, the best way to do it is to play with Patrick Mahomes. And Chris Jones, I'm pretty sure, realizes that. So absolutely, I think people will take discounts to play in Kansas City. Furthermore, I think eventually we'll start getting the we'll start hearing stories about Mahomes deferring more of yep. his contract yep. so that they can open up some more money to bring in some new players when they need to replace guys, a la Tom Brady in New England. I, I mean, I, I'm sure Mahomes will do that. He seems like that kind of a guy who wants to surround himself with as much talent as possible. That you know, Brady did it. I think Mahomes will do the same thing. So, you know, make, make money for more other guys to come, and guys will take hometown discounts to play there. Absolutely. All right. Well, Tony, we lost Chris, but that's it for the Big Five anyway. We are going to – oh, actually, you didn't get to say anything. <laughs> My bad. No, I didn't. Is Casey a place you take a discount to win titles? Uh, well, currently, yes. I think Chris hit it on the head. If you want to win or have a great opportunity to win, you play with Patrick Mahomes. Um, Patrick – well, probably it just seems like he's hell bent on chasing Tom Brady, just listening to him talk about it and acknowledge it. So you can see him taking the same steps. It's going to be better for Patrick Mahomes when it's all said and done because he got his money early. Like he got a ton of it early. So I was saying it might be a little bit easier to defer a little bit, a little bit of that money as you go back when you've already collected so much. That's what I want to talk about in mm. this because I love it how people are like, oh, Patrick Mahomes, he's such a great guy. He deferred some of his contract. Oh, Shohei Otani, he's such a great guy. He deferred some of his contract. Yeah. They're the only reason they're good guys and they're deferring their contract is because they don't have to worry about money. If they, if they were making like $3 million and they're like, hey, I'm going to give back to the team and I'm going to give no, you no, two extra million. No, no, you're not giving back three. You're not doing exactly. that at that point. But there's yeah. no so need to do, there's no need to do that if you're only making $3 oh, million. Oh, I'm an angel. I have $100 million First of all, nobody's, already in my not, bank account, but I, I'm going to defer some. Everybody they, celebrate me. They're not asking anybody to celebrate them. We are doing that on our own, Scrape. I've reached a denial stage. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I knew there was something going on I there. I've reached the denial stage. All right, Chris, you are going to head to the Aztecs women's basketball game, and Tony and I are going to head to the happy hour talking about Padres and spring training, all that good stuff, coming up next here on 97.3 The Fan. Back here in the Odyssey Palace, 97.3 The Fan, Matt Scravey, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello is off calling women's basketball. Uh, we just had a camera war in here between Tony and I because he was mad that my cord was in front of his and then he knocked I'll mine off. I'll show you guys what it looked like. <laughs> this, this is how it was. You just... gotta be very careful with this because they will just fall. He's putting the cord in front of the camera if you want to see what we look like or what our studio looks like or just see us be crazy. You can just go to YouTube, 97.3 The Fan. Jaden Ladee's interview is now up on the website, 97.3thefansd.com, so you can check out that. Um, I got to be honest last night, Tony, with the uh, – we're going to get into some Padres stuff in just one second. I have Jake Cronenworth, Fernando, and Mike Schilt. But um, I left here, turned off the game, and just the, – the Aztecs game, just didn't check on it at all. And then I ended up seeing the final score, and I had no idea what happened. And then I looked and saw Colorado State almost only scored 11 points. That was a wild game that I missed last night. 
Real wild game that I missed. Yeah, uh, Aztecs down 14. I, I'm not going to lie, I kind of checked out a little bit at that point. Lakers were playing, so I kind of flipped away and, and kind of forgot about the game. And I got a text from one of my good buddies, Landon, who I went to San Diego State with, and he was like, what happened in the second half? And my heart sank. Like, I was <laughs> thinking to myself, like, that's not a way you ask a question of a team that just – you know, one, one right? Yeah. What happened in the second half? Yeah, like, what happened in the second half? <laughs> right. And so I, you know, I immediately go to my ESPN. At first, I try to flip back to the game. The game was was long, long over at that point. I don't know if it was long over, but I missed it. So I get on ESPN. I'm looking, and it was a great surprise. They had won by 16. So yeah. at that point, I stopped. My heart went back into my chest after <laughs> sinking, and uh, I started to kind of go back. I was able to see the game, and uh, yeah, man, they. They just they didn't as Chris said they didn't play poorly in the first half, uh, but the way they played extraordinarily well in the second half. Ladie having the foul trouble in the first half, they lost some of their offensive p- power basically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he came back like gangbusters in the second he half. He, he, he had did. a tremendous tremendous game, um, as did uh, as did Lamont Butler. Yeah, and I, Jaden Ladee is that, that type of player that always used to bother me in the pickup games, Tony, because um, he is just one of those guys who's like a rebounding putback machine, and the putback machine is tough to guard. Jaden Ladee is, is he, he seems to be me one of those people that somehow elbows you in the forearm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. where like you get you can't like move your arm yeah, for dead arm. He, he seems like you get a lot of those with oh, him. Oh yeah. Which means you don't really want to guard him ultimately. No, no, definitely not. Because he's going to put his elbows back and he's going to hit he's you. He's gonna catch you with like times. some some force too. Yeah. I was yeah, that that's just no fun for me to even think about guarding. But hey, he's on the Aztec, so we can be happy about it. Now the players are starting to show up for spring training with the Padres. And we have Fernando, who's there now. We have pretty much all of the guys are there now. And Fernando caught up with the media this morning in the clubhouse. And Sammy Lev has some good stuff on his Twitter, at Sammy Lev. But Fernando was asked, well, he didn't really put any specific expectations, but he did say this about it. Last year kind of being like a practice year, and the numbers were, they were okay. Should there be any question that you'd be back to being Fernando this year? <laughs> I just want them to see. You know, I don't want to put any words out there, but um, I'm just going to say I, I really have a really good offseason. Um, my confidence is through the roof, and um, I just want them to sit down and see what I'm going to do this year. Uh oh. Uh oh. Confidence through the roof. Uh oh. And you know what I like too? Is he, he laughed said, at the question too. He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I, I'm not going to put any words to it. I just want That's you to see. That's what I love it. about it is that he said basically, I'm going to prove it to you. I love that. I mean, he's never he's never uh, been bashful. No, when it comes to his game, but that was a very Joker like smile and laugh. Let me go back and do it again. We're <laughs> <laughs> okay. Should there be any question that you'd be back to being Fernando this year? <laughs> he has like the biggest smile on his face. I felt like he was back to Fernando last year, but I guess he's got another gear in him. Somewhere. He definitely wasn't back to Fernando last year. I mean, that was Fernando a year and some and a half off of baseball, you know, trying to compete at the highest level, at his highest level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you'll get a chance. I, I'm, I feel pretty confident saying you'll get a chance to see that this year. <sighs> Can't wait. 
Can't wait. I'm I'm trying so hard to get him in fantasy baseball because Chris is going to be in our league, Tony, and there's no chance I can let Chris have Fernando Tatis Jr. because we know what happens when he drafts players. Oh, yeah. You might want to. He's wanna, the jinx. You, 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 your goal shouldn't be to win the league. It should be to sabotage his Chris's team. team. From ever being having any Padres on it, really. I hope he logs in on that computer so I can go like set his lineup for him. He'll be like, <laughs> I swear, I put Fernando in there. I'm like, no, uh, you left him on the bench, bro. That would be a cold way right there to introduce a dude to your own league that you begged him to be in. Uh, all right, Fernando was asked how his offseason went, including playing winter ball in the Dominican Republic. I, th- I think it was a great offseason, um, especially playing back in, in winter ball. I feel like I was. I need to fix a couple of stuff in my swing, and I definitely did. I feel way better than I did last year, and uh, you know, talent plus work ethic. Um, this offseason work ethic, I feel like it's it's gonna be special. Do you feel like that you had last season after missing so much time? Like this is the season kind of where you can take off? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, last year it was. It was more getting back on track, you know, see how I was going to bounce back after all those surgeries, trying to, you know, my left arm, see, I was feeling during during a long season. And, you know, it was a battle, but at the end of the day, uh, I feel like we took control We took control of everything that we can. And uh, But now this year is totally different on what is preparation and what I'm aiming for. What did you need to work on, you know, that you could do down there that you couldn't do in the hurry of the season last year? It's just, you know, just actually giving yourself the time to work on your swing, on on working stuff, because during the season, you're just looking for results. You know, you cannot sit down and trying to break down your swing, fix what you're trying to trying to, to accomplish during the day. But in the off season, working with the people that know your swing, with the, with my dad, with my uncle, that def- definitely built me up. I feel like it's an A plus. What were some of the things you think you fixed with that swing? <laughs> Just little details on, you know, on, on my swing. I feel like I could put it into words, but I feel like that's uh, it's like a samurai getting ready for war. I feel like I cannot I cannot put it into words. And my man just said a samurai. Is that what he said? Yes. <laughs> samurai. It's like a sword. Oh, <laughs> wow. No one draw Fernando Tatis Jr. with all, a samurai sword. You know, I, I get I get wanting to understand um, the intricacies of that he fixed, but it would be hard to kind of explain it in a cute in a scrum the way that like you would need like a sit down interview <laughs> in order to really like understand or would he even want to give that up he may not even want to you know I, most there are a lot of guys in the league that don't want to give you that kind of information but let's say he was he certainly wouldn't be able to give you an answer that you could understand in that setting true right because the answer he, the short answer he would have given you would have led to more questions well well, why is why? And so then you got. So that's why he's like, ah, I'll just give you a, a, an example. Samurai sword. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's that's very for him to do that, because now I'm only going to think of a samurai sword when he's swinging a bat. <laughs> but he, he does seem like he's got a little bit of a different swagger to him than he did last offseason uh, or last pod or spring why training. Wouldn't he? he knows what he's capable of. He knows that he also came into a season. I don't care how much batting practice you hit or how ready you think you are when you miss what was it almost was it almost 200 
games? Was yeah. it over 200 games? It was something around. It was at least a full season. We, we know the full season. He missed 20 to he, start last year. 20 so, to start yeah, last year. Yeah, probably around 200 games. Probably around 200 games. You missed that many baseball games, you're playing catch-up. And that's virtually what he did. Now, I tell you he's playing catch-up. Go back and look at his numbers. It's actually pretty impressive, yeah. him playing catch-up yeah. and finishing where he was. So That's why I don't understand any Padre fan who says that they would like to trade Fernando. I, I, I get that sometimes here and there. But some of the people are like, well, Fernando's your best player. You can get the most back for him. But Fernando is like five Fernando's players in one. Fernando's also 25 years exactly. old. Exactly. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. He's the guy that you're building this whole thing around. It's not, I mean, Manny's, yes, he's there. But Fernando's going to be there well after Manny retires. Most likely. Toddy's going to play the majority of his, all of his prime in a Padre uniform. So getting rid of that, unless you feel like he's washed. I don't think. Yeah, I don't like think. That. I don't think anybody feels like that. So <laughs> he's then, definitely not. Then that's you don't even you can't even entertain that thought on that. Jake Cronenworth uh, show he's at spring training now, so he was with the media earlier, and he was asked what his mentality was this off season. Challenging yourself and you know putting yourself in a position to to learn on a different scale, and um, you know obviously not the year I wanted to have last year, but. Um, I think it might have been a blessing in disguise putting myself in the offseason and um, growing and learning and, and trying to become a better player. Did you feel like something in particular clicked there towards the end? Um, I think it was just, you know, saying screw it and going out there and playing baseball and, and having fun and keeping things simple. And um, I think that was it. How was the wrist? It's great. You know, I think, uh, you know, if we would have hopefully made the playoffs last year, I would have tried to play. But um, it may have been tough that first week, but I think we would have tried to make it happen. How much, uh, how much growth do you think came out of that mindset of like being vulnerable and trying whatever? To yeah, you know, I, as I was just saying, you know, breaking my wrist is it's not the way you want it in the season. But I think, you know, kind of where I ended after that happened, it put me in a position where I kind of had to be um, going to the offseason and get stronger and faster and uh, make some swing adjustments. And coming into this year, you know, probably one of the most productive offseasons I've had. What swing adjustments? Just small things. Um, you know, <laughs> I felt like I did some things really well, but I think there was definitely some things I needed to improve on to put myself in a position to make a more consistent swing and um, be more consistent at the plate. You notice uh, when you ask a hitter about swing adjustments, they turn into like the, their best version of AJ Pro. <laughs> they do. They, you, you, they answer the question without giving you nothing. Yes. And uh, I tell you what, when you're a grinder like Jake is, it's it's a he said it's a blessing in disguise, but those guys are dangerous. When when they have been they had a rough year like that, and their tendency is to grind, 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 grind until fixed. But as he said, the thing that he thought changed was just kind of saying, "Forget it, I'm just gonna go out and play." You stop thinking, you you, you stop grinding, and that then allows you to stop grinding as hard. Mm -hmm. And he finished the season. You know, he was starting to swing the bat well before he got hit in the wrist and and, and ended his season there. Was that in Milwaukee? I don't I remember where it was, Milwaukee. but I remember him getting blasted, and yeah. I remember thinking that's that's not he's not coming back. Oh, that 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 weekend in Milwaukee was like everything came to an end. It did. <laughs> it all came to an end. There, there was like a there was small hope there, and then Milwaukee. Yes, came there was in. small. Yeah, and if if I remember that, Craig, I think we we faced Woodruff. I think we faced 
Burns, Burns and I think Woodruff got hurt like right after Ugh. for the, for the Padres, the Padres left for the rest of the season. Last year. Yeah, it was. Uh, Eric on the chat in YouTube is asking uh, the older Fernando gets, will he ever play shortstop again? It's a good question. Um, I don't know if it's this year, but at some point, I, it's probably going to be entertained. I mean, he's 20, 25, I believe, this year, right? Let me go make Double sure. check that. 25. I'm, I'm, I'm going to settle on 25. 25. He is. Great. Thank you for giving me his birthday, Internet. <laughs> you, know, you got to do the math. You. No, I just didn't find it. Are we talking? Oh, yeah. Fernando's 25. He was drafted when he was 20. I was like, where have I been? No. Yeah, yeah he's 25. 25. Um, and you know there there's already a bunch of conversation I, I don't, on the outside at least about uh, Xander moving mm-hmm. off a of shortstop. As he gets older, he's going to have to move closer to the dugout, which he doesn't want to do. He's got a head start already. I mean, just by the year he was born, he's 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 a little ahead of Fernando. Yep. So I, I don't know. I, I I don't. I say you can't rule it out. All right. But I will say the more and more this cat keeps winning gold gloves or platinum gloves. The harder it, it is seems to move like them. it might be hard to move him out of that spot. I, I seem to remember a very important Padre playing right field for most of, if not all, of his career. And he had some stints in center for a little bit, but yeah. Your dad played center for a little bit? He what did. was it? Did he like playing the outfield? Yeah, I mean, he won yeah, gold gloves. Only, and all that, he was, but... He's left handed, so the only other place for him to play in the infield would have been first base. So He didn't want to play there? No. Why? Um, you know, they, they were some conversation about it towards the end of his career, but as we've discussed in here, playing first base is not just like chilling at first base. Like, you, no, it's a lot. You got to move, you got to have footwork and it's not always easy to learn late in your career. So Very he was, true. he was content in playing, uh, playing the outfield. All right. When we get back, we're going to f- play the audio of Travis Kelsey apologizing, I guess, to his head coach, but his brother kind of went hard in the paint. Went huh? real hard on Travis Kelsey. So we'll play that when we get back here. But first, here's your traffic. 523. Tony Jr. match straight. Mr. Ello getting ready in Reno. Aztecs taking on what are they, the Wolves? Uh, the Wolf Pack? Wolf Pack. That's yes, what it is. Yes. Uh, and Chris is not at Circus Circus. Everyone. Chris is not at Circus Circus. We established that. Um, tomorrow, big show. No, no, Joe. A.K.A. Joe Musgrove joins the show, and we've been we've been we've been. This is like a big. This is like the white whale a little bit. <laughs> Sean Lewis, San Diego State's football coach. I can already feel the energy. Yes, will join us as well tomorrow. So two big gonna, guests. Yeah, Friday it'll be a a, a Jenny Kavnar, Sean Cole day. Sean Cole, the baseball coach at San Diego State. So next two days. Uh, should be full of good sports talk. Heck yes. All right, to Kelsey's. Uh, they've uh, made a name for themselves, not only as Taylor Swift's boyfriend and um, probably one of the most likable. brother. <laughs> yeah, no, I would say one of the most, probably the most likable of the Kelsey's and Jason. Not that Travis isn't likable, but. I think everybody just feels like they know a, they know Jason. Yeah, Jason is more approachable. Travis is more of a. They're both very different. They are very different. But first of all, you can when you listen to the podcast, you can tell these two love each other yes. to death. Um, but and that brings us to this to this next uh, clip we're going to play. Obviously, a lot of hubbub about 
uh, Travis and him losing his uh, head a little bit. Swifties even wanted him to break up, or Taylor Swift to break, break up with him because I, I, of know, this. You know, I can imagine that uh, folks who never played sports um, or played very little sports felt that same way. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. this guy is losing his mind. Yeah, he he's got to be stopped. Yeah, he was a little unhinged though. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. But the the goat said that he didn't mind it. By the way, Tom Brady said, hey, "I've been oh. I've been playing." We watched Tom slam a mini a. Uh, of uh, tablets on the ground, but has Tom ever come, come up to his I've head seen, coach and pushed him? I've seen him? him in McDaniel or uh, what's what's Chris, what's Chris's favorite coach who's got fired? Josh from? McDaniel. I've seen him in Josh McDaniel's face, like but like right up in there. He didn't do it to Bill Belichick, though. Well, you know, Bill was like a father figure to him, according to the new article that oh, came okay. out today. And uh, is that what we're doing now? Yeah, I'm just saying that's what he said. That's what that's what uh, that's actually what Mr. Kraft said in the article today, as they. Continue to uh, kind of dissect dissect Mr. that whole patriot thing. Mr. Kraft is uh, very upset over Tom Brady leaving the team. <laughs> he is. He's still talking. It's been like How three long years. It's been like well, he's been retired for a full season now. But that's that's, that's a good that's a good point. He went to Tampa for two years after that. So I mean, and, like it's because it's t- he won a Super Bowl. It's time to turn the page, Mr. Kraft. Them days ain't coming back. And you already got rid of the coach, so yeah. it, it's time to move on. Yes, it is. Um, but I, I say that to say uh, Travis had his really first words and uh, about it. He didn't – for me, I, I knew where he was anyway, and particularly since I saw him and Andy Reid hugging pretty much soon after that and when they won the Super Bowl, that it was all good. But he felt the need to address it. It wasn't necessarily his words that caught me by surprise. It was his brother's. The broadcast showed you having a heated exchange with Coach Reed. <laughs> so heated. People are all over this. I mean, I get it. You cross the line. I think we can both agree on that. I can't get that fired up to the point where I'm bumping Coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. I mean, let's be honest. The, the yelling in his face, too, is over the top. I think there's better ways to handle this. I love Coach Reed. Coach Reed knows how much I'd love to play for him. I'm not playing for anybody else but Big Red. If he calls it quits this year, I'm, I'm out there with him, man. He ain't calling it quits. Come on now. He's not. I immediately wish I would have took it back. Coach Reed actually came right up to me after that, and he just let him know, hey, man, I love your passion. I got cameras on me all over the place, man. He's letting you know not not to be like that. Just fired me up even more to go out there and get a f-ing victory for him, man. Big Red, sorry if I uh, caught you with that cheap shot, baby, but damn, I love winning with you. You got to have your head on a swivel, because next time he gets fired up at you, he's coming hot at you. You know that. Oh, yeah, I deserve it. If you- <laughs> the, the, the thing is, you know, and this is how big Travis Kelsey is, all he did was move towards him. And Andy Reid, which just happened to be coming back towards him, like not actually paying attention to him, and that little bit of movement knocked Andy off his off balance there. But uh, I thought it. A Jason went pretty hard in the paint there. Like, he was this total brother move. Like, all right, I get it. Like, I was too much. To just talk. He tried to just move on. Travis right? is trying to move on, but Jason's like, dude, that was really messed well, up. It, well, it was. It was the bump. He's like, well, you, the 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 yelling in his face too was kind of over the top too. Yeah, I, you know? I imagine. Let's be, I, let's be honest. I put myself in Travis's <laughs> position and I wanted to yell at Jason. Like, dude, I know. I'm dude, get, run, let it you're go. my brother. We're on the podcast <laughs> yeah, right now. Go. You're airing me out. That's. I think that's shows. True, a true relationship between him and Travis. There wasn't like he was coddling Travis and that he was letting them know how out of pocket he was. And listen, if, if you know anything about Travis's uh, backstory, at least when it began, Jason had to kind of be the, the, the big, not kind of, he was the big brother that kind of helped him get his life on the right track. He was getting in trouble, was about to get kicked out. It was his brother that vouched for him and 
Um, he hasn't made him look bad ever since. Very, very strange that Jason's the one who kind of looks. Jason's the one who has a head on his shoulders. If you were to look at the two, but then he was also the one without a shirt on during the Bills <laughs> he was game. Also, yeah, crushing beers with his shirt <laughs> off. And then, and then in the after parties, he had a lucha libre mask on. So yes, he did. I have a great update. He, cl- though. he clearly does a, a good job of. Towing that line, he, he knows does. he knows where where's too far, and that's probably because he got a wife on on, on that, yeah. That, that's there to She'll remind let him, him know. <laughs> She'll let him know. But I have a good update from the Kansas City um, parade that ha- I unfortunately had a sh- one person that was killed. There were three people arrested, but from a reporter in Kansas City Children's Mercy Hospital spokeswoman says that all twelve of their patients are expected to recover. But all 12 of their patients are ages between 6 and 15. Yeah, we so. didn't get a chance to, to share that part of it because it kind of came here in the last, I don't know, we saw the last 30, 30 for 35 minutes Yeah, that most of the victims or all of the vic- the 12 uh, kids that were sh- or people that were shot were all young age, which is mind-blowing to me. Um, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. I, I'll be interested to see what they what what comes of this in terms of, you know, motive, all of that. What what was what was the reason? But it's all senseless at the end of the day. Just happy that those kids are seemingly on the on the right track on a day that was supposed to be a, a happy, joyous day. It turned into, as we said earlier, um, a nightmare. So it was a nightmare for sure. Um, one quick tweet that I have from Deborah. And we're moving on to a very different topic. So we were talking about it in the sports court about a guy who did not want adult entertainment at his bachelor party. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And his friends are going to get him adult entertainment. But Deborah says, good for you, Matt Scraby. I don't understand the whole bachelor, bachelorette party mentality of starting one's married life by watching naked people dance. <laughs> good point. Very good point, Deborah. I've never understood it either. By watching naked people dance. I mean, it's true. It's true. When it's broke down to the bare minimum, no pun intended, that is exactly what it is. Uh, yeah. Watch the naked people dance. To start your marriage. To start your marriage. It's always been weird to me. But anyway. All right. Uh, let's get to break. Uh, when we come back, Jaden Ladee. Indeed. More Gwen and Chris on the way. Final segment of Gwen and Chris. I was like, man, I don't hear anything right now. I didn't right hear now. anything either, and I had the wrong <laughs> button pressed in. Uh, final segment of Gwen and Chris. Tony Gwynn Jr. sitting across from me, Chris Ello in Reno, calling the Aztecs women's basketball game, and Matt Scraby here. I have a Scraby show to remember for you a little bit later. My daily gripe, you asked about it earlier, but we kind of got sidetracked. We did. Um, the one I had last night wasn't that big of a deal, but it was more of like, I hate it when, when I have an issue and I tell someone and then they say, everything's going to be okay. Uh, you don't want positive reinforcement. No, because I, I know that they're right. Everything's going to be what, okay. What do you want to hear in that situation? And, and I said this last night. Nothing. You just want somebody to no, listen? No, I said this last night. There is no response that's going to make Just me... listen. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> you sound like just me right listen. now. No, I'm saying that's is that what you just want from the person is oh, oh. just listen. Like I don't need you to tell <sighs> me it's gonna I don't need you to tell you anything. Just let me vent. I'm a c- confusing one because I feel like in certain situations yeah, I, I, if they don't get back to me, I know then you I'm pretty well. Be, you yeah. you don't know what you want is what I what I fall in. Some fall days down. I don't want that and some days I do want that. So that's I mean, there's a little bit of why I'm single because I can't figure out what my own life is on a day to day basis. <laughs> uh the other one that got a lot of feedback actually was 
people talk and here's how it came to life i was getting my car serviced and i was in the waiting room and someone answered a phone call but then had oh, their conversation speaker? on speakerphone oh. in the waiting room and I, I i had to leave because it was so annoying and so i said that was really annoying why are we having conversations on speakerphone in public and so that one was really popular with people do you, you do that? Have you ever heard the saying, never touch a black man's radio? No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I Definitely bring, have not. I bring that up because I like to listen to music. And there's nothing, especially in today's day and age, your kids, they get on IG and they got to have the volume up. So through their phone. So mm, you're getting, oh. you're getting, it's virtually like a speaker, somebody being yes. on speaker phone. Yes. They're just watching the, videos. They're watching constant... videos that have nothing to do with what your vibe is. I'm already music. annoyed. And I, I get very annoyed. They know, don't, you want to look, have at it. Look at your phone. Keep it on mute. I don't want it interrupting <laughs> my vibe while we drive and wherever we're going. But yeah, I'm with you on the, the loud speaker talk. Yeah, especially in a like in a in that in a situation, space. it's like a waiting room. So everybody's just kind of in there trying to be quiet, just stay to themselves. And you no got, one wants to be there. You got somebody just full on loud talking along with their whoever's on the other line on speakerphone. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna send that to you in a couple <laughs> days. All right. Well, what about this one? And I'm like, I, I don't need. Whatever any of happens, this. the courtesy of like walking outside to have your phone conversation. Is that it, not a thing it's anymore? Gone. Well, did you see that? I mean. We're living in a world where 57 people were arrested at the Waste Management Phoenix Open over the weekend. Can we so. talk about it? Because we kind of pushed it off as, you know, a one-off. These Everybody was just probably having too good of a time. But apparently it was – the golfers weren't over-exaggerating with their, their irritation. No, they were very upset. I'm trying to find the actual numbers because it was wild to see how many actual people were arrested. Back-to-back days, they had to cut off 54 beer. 54 arrests, 211 ejections, and 653 emergency calls. Not only – not, not It's not even hot out there, like emergency yeah. calls. That's like – you know, Arizona is famous. That's someone too drunk. Right, exactly. And, and not only are you being an idiot, but you're also taking up 911's time, too. Right, because they don't have anything better to be doing than checking on... Yeah, drunk people drunk at a people golf tournament. At the, waste management. the golf tournament, I think, is really embarrassed because they've sent out personal apologies to a lot of the golfers, and they are going to turn this well, around. Listen, um, golfers certainly can decide, you know what? I'm not going to go next year. Mm-hmm. And that's what you don't want. That's and so I, want. I'm sure apologies were rushed out as quickly as possible because when you saw some of the footage of some of these players they were just getting getting face nose to nose with some of these fans. Yeah. I told you we, we, golf hasn't had a chance to really experience it because it's a different sport. But is it really all that much different than what we see at the ballpark? Not really. What we see at the arenas nowadays. The only difference Fans, is you're closer. Right, and which is probably a, a, a problem. Because I've seen some pretty drunk people at Padres games, and I'm not going to say I wasn't one of those people at one point, but there are some pretty drunk people at Padres uh, games. It's it, You know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say it's one of my favorite things, but certainly <laughs> sitting up in the booth and recognizing very quickly who doesn't, who doesn't need another one. Oh, yeah. It happens quickly. Often, and oh, it's not yeah. just at Petco Park. I I go to all these stadiums, and it's don't it, anytime it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, those are the prime days to to see somebody out of pocket. And that's why we need to extend beer sales into the ninth <laughs> inning, which are, or whatever it was. All right, we have Jaden Ladee coming up, but first your traffic report. Let's bring him on here on Gwen and Chris. Jaden Ladee joins us here. 
uh, having a terrific season. Jaden, let's welcome. We'd like to welcome you on our show. How are you doing today, today, my man? Uh, I'm great. Thank y'all for having me. Uh, Jaden, you're having a tremendous season. We kind of got to hear a little bit about it before the season even started from Coach Velasquez. He was adamant. He was really looking forward to seeing what you were going to do once the season started. You haven't disappointed. All kinds of accolades coming your way. What was it about this this particular summer you think that has really propelled you in the type of season you're having this year? Um, You know, this summer I just um, kind of locked in on some different things that I knew I would, I would have an opportunity to do this year. You know, last year's team was super deep, you know, so I had a, I had a specific role, and uh, I wanted to be a star of my role last year. And uh, I knew that I have a bigger role with so many guys leaving. And uh kind of just locked in and kind of just got my mind right for it. That's about it. Jaden, uh, how was that last night? My goodness, it was a lot of fun to watch it. I can tell you that. I didn't have a chance to go to the game. But the atmosphere in Viejas Arena was off the charts, and you helped put it off the charts with that second half. Uh, tell us about how you came out so determined to get that game turned around in the second half, not only yourself but just the whole team, because they really got you involved right away. Um, yeah, so they called out a statement, a great team. They uh, came out hit us in the mouth early. And uh, Coach Dutch and all the coaches kind of, you know, we went back in the locker room that first half. It was like, you know, adversity hits. What are you, what are you going to do? Mm. And I think as a team, we just collectively said, you know, like, you know, we're not going to cower. We're just going to come out here the second half and give it all we got. And, you know, Viejas, our fans are phenomenal. So, you know, when we get rolling, they get rolling, and we just feed off each other. So it was really awesome last night. What is it about Viejas? You obviously guys haven't lost a game there all season long. You guys are clearly – uh, a, a really good ball club, whether you're on the road or at home, but particularly in Viejas, what is it about that building that you guys can be down 14, come out in the second half, and just absolutely drub a team like Colorado State, who is one of the better teams in the conference? Uh, I think, like I said, just protect the home court. You know, it's nothing like protecting your house. And uh, for the fans, man, they give us so much energy and. We know we're playing for ourselves. We're playing, you know, for San Diego State, but we also playing for the city of San Diego. So, you know, it's, it's a lot that we out here playing for. So we kind of give energy towards that. Jane Ledea is our guest. Uh, we're, we're excited to have him, especially after that uh, performance he turned in last night and, and the performance the Aztecs turned in. Jaden, uh, you know, your, last year's team was unbelievable, and what you accomplished was unbelievable. Uh, and now, you know, Mensa goes into the pros and, and Keyshawn transfers and Arope is now coaching with you guys. And, you know, Matt Bradley has moved on. He was a leading scorer. And, you know, you, you lose Seiko, who is a great – I mean, that's a that's five really good players. Yet I look at this year's team and I think this year's team may be just as good as last year's team. I, I – you guys have really – everybody has taken it upon themselves, the ones who returned and the guys that are now contributing, to make this another really, really good team, don't you think? Oh, yes, sir. I think we, we – you're, like, you're right. We did lose some really great pieces, but we've added great pieces in Reese, Jay Powell, um, who I'm missing here. I mean, Bird Miles. stepped up. Yeah. stepped up. Heidi stepped up. I mean, no, we – we have some really great pieces, and um, 
you know, we're we're I think we're different in some areas than the team from last year, but you know, every team has their own identity and I think we're kinda of just starting to come into ours. You know, as Coach Dutch says, we always he always try to get better as the year progresses. Jaden Ledee joins us, leading scorer for the Aztecs this year, lead lead dog for the Aztec this year. Uh, Jaden, I, I got to ask you: you entered the NBA draft last year. You decided to pull out. Um, why was it that you decided to return uh, to this Aztec ball club? I mean, first of all, this is hardly San Diego. I mean, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful city, right? You can't get can't get better than that. And then I just, you know, I just really loved, you know, San Diego State. And uh, I knew that coming back this year, I would have a bigger role. And uh, just trying to, you know, repeat what we did last year. I mean, even though last year was great and it was phenomenal and it would be a memory, it would stick with me forever. I know we always said we came up just one step short and we just, I just kind of wanted to get back to that. Jaden is an All-American candidate, deservedly so. And we're lucky to have you here in San Diego. I know that you... You know, you played at TCU, you played at Ohio State, and what drew you to San Diego State? How did you wind up coming here? Um, yeah, when I was transferring from TCU, um, the coach at the time, uh, Coach Dave Morris, he, uh, Coach Demo, he um, reached out, um, and you know, I I knew about San Diego State. I was from Houston, but I still knew about the program. Um, you know, like I said, I did my research for my family, and I really liked what they did here. And I was like, you know, once again, San Diego, it's a beautiful place. We've been here a few times in high school. And I kind of just came out here and was like, you know, why not? You know, give it a shot, you know, out here in the West Coast. And, you know, it's been a match ever since. Jane, you, you mentioned last year wanting to star in your role. Yeah, and you knew what was coming ahead in terms of have, possibly having a big role should you return. Now, I would imagine there's some adjustment to coming in off the bench and just being asked to supply energy just to go from the beginning, whereas now you got defenses keying on you, you're getting doubles. How has that adjustment been from the role last year to this role and now mid, more than midway through the season having to adjust to how defenses are playing against you on a nightly basis? Oh yeah, it's definitely definitely adjustment. Um, you know the doubles and all the, all the king in on me. It's just you know film study. The coaches are phenomenal at you know breaking things down for me and break things down in practice on what they think other teams might do. So you know, uh, shout out to our staff for really helping me out with that. And you know, just me mentally, just being prepared, being prepared for whatever. You know, whatever they throw at me, I'm just gonna attack it. It's kind of been my mindset and um. You know, just working with the coaches and keeping that same mindset. That's it. Talk a little bit about Brian Dutcher. I know that the I know last night. I mean, I was watching the game, and when you picked up your second foul with nine minutes to go in the first half, the first thing you did is look over to the bench and wave your hand and say, "No, no, no, no! Do not take me out of this game." But he took you out, and you know, I it had to be difficult for him to keep you out because you guys were, you know, down twelve, down fourteen. Uh, but you know, coach seems to know best, doesn't he? He's got a he's got a great feel for things, and man, you had so much pent up energy that second half; it really paid off. Uh, talk about you know your thoughts on Coach Dutcher and just what it's like to get to play for him. Oh, coach Dutcher is a great guy. He's a player's coach. Uh, what I love about him the most, you know, is he sees us as you know human beings more mm-hmm. so than you know basketball players. You know, he, 
we play basketball for him, yes, but I mean, he always talks about what about the other time that we're not on the court. He wants us to be great people, and that's what I've really learned from him and really admire about him. And, um, you know, I, like I said, on the, on the basketball court, he's just, you know, so smart. He knows the game. He's been around it for so long. And, um, you know, I just I can't speak enough about him. I think he's a phenomenal coach and even a better guy. Jaden, you've had some experiences in many different conferences, right? The Big 12, you've been in the Big 10. Um, now you're in the Mountain West. Mm-hmm. Of those three, we contend that the travel and the, 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 the teams you have to play, if you add in the altitude as well, it's got to be one of the more mm-hmm. difficult conferences in terms of travel. What are your thoughts? You, you're probably one of the few that can actually speak to this that has you know, been in a, a bunch of different conferences. Oh yeah, for sure. I I was talking to some of my teammates about that the other day. Just um, the attention to detail. I think the Mountain West does coaching wise. Mm. The you know, um, I feel like in like those bigger conferences, sometimes it feels like you know, you got five good guys, I got five good guys. I just throw the ball out to who does the best. Versus you know, there's a lot more scheming and a lot more you know, the mental side of basketball in the Mountain West, and then man, the altitude. I, that is something I still got to get used to. That is, <laughs> that is definitely an advantage for those schools when you have to fly out there. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely one of the better conferences as, as it's shown this year. Well, they're just preparing you for when you got to make an NBA road trip to play the Denver Nuggets. You're going to be ready, <laughs> Jaden. So that's it. I, yeah, I just what are you hearing about the NBA? I, I, I know you want to finish up this season and put everything, pour everything you have into the Aztecs. But you have to be thinking ahead, and, you know, we all think you're going to just, you know, have a great, you know, chance to play in the NBA with the, the size and the, the skill you've shown this year. Are you hearing good things right now? Uh, I, I guess, I mean, you hear stuff, it's inevitable. But, I mean, I really haven't, you know, focused on any of those things right now. Like I said, I'm just trying to – I'm a day-by-day kind of guy. So I'm just trying to, you know, give everything I have right now and, when everything's said and done, hopefully all the cars fall in the right place. No doubt about it, Jaden. We certainly appreciate your time. We, we continue to support you uh, from from outside, or, or at least from the stands. And good luck the rest of the way, and uh, go Aztecs. Go Aztecs. I appreciate y'all. Jaden Ledee got a chance to finally uh, chop it up with him today. And, I mean, he's as, as advertised. Uh, yes, as as good on the mic as he is on the court. Certainly appreciated his time. He was on time. He was yeah. He was definitely on. time. I can tell a lot of people. I I can tell a lot about a person for when they when they call in. Yeah, no, that's true. I I, I certainly you know I hold I don't hold the uh, college guys to to the fire as much as I do. Yeah, the pros. because they got other stuff. They're, going they're, on. they're young. They're still learning these ropes. This is a, this is new for a lot of guys. So it is. What you got uh, popping on the uh, Scraby Chronicles next? Well, unfortunately, we're going to talk about the uh, parade yeah. in Kansas City, but we're also going to talk about some of the guys. Maybe the Padres can go after. We'll play some audio from spring training. Just a lot of great stuff, and then a daily gripe, of course. Got to have the daily gripe. That's wouldn't be a Scraby show without a gripe. No, let's get the whole <laughs> show's a gripe. That's gonna do it for tonight's action. The whole crew back in the studio tomorrow. Should be a good one. Joe Musgrove, Sean Lewis. Mm-hmm. Should be a lot of fun. You guys enjoy your night. We'll do it again tomorrow. Bye. See you in five minutes. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 